welcome. You are listening to <laughs> Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. Ah, it is the last episode of the year um, for us. And if you're a patron, it'll also be the last uh, episode of the year for you. Unfortunately, if you're on free feeds, uh, this will be the first episode of the year for you. Uh, but either way, it's going to be a fun time because this is our Golden Pixels. Or Golden Pixel? Uh, I don't know. Our Hunting Pixels Game of the Year. So let's not beat around the bush. I am your hostess with the mostess, the one and absolute only Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined by the entire gang... We've got Austin, what award is it again, Stevens? And Dylan, can't we be done with this, Martin? Oh my God, that is so me. That is, is you, <laughs> to a T. Uh, Literally, how I'm feeling. <laughs> how are we doing, fellas? I can't wait to be done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, this, this episode last year ran a little long, didn't it? Well, it's not like we've made it even longer by adding another two or three topics onto the end of it either. Oh, boy. Uh, well, <laughs> listen, uh, you didn't see this because I ended up having to uh, delete this, but I was going to do a um, special patron shout out um, where we were going to read a script that I wrote Um I was going to do all the like actions that were taking place, and then each of us were going to have several different characters that we were going to wrote have to a voice. goddamn movie script. Yeah, <laughs> and I got probably about three fourths of the way through with it, and I was like, I don't know how to end this. I really don't know how to end this and have it be satisfying. And I know that it's just a dumb throwaway thing, so I probably shouldn't have put that much thought into it. But it was really bothering me that I couldn't. Th- find a way to end it correctly. And so I just scrapped the whole thing and I said, oh. we're just going to be uh, normal boys and girls and we're going to just say the names and say thank you very much and stuff like that. So I apologize to the patrons up front that my special shout out uh, didn't didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But honestly... I, I I did try, and that's also really not what people are here for. So, let's just go ahead. We're going to get right into it, okay? So, we are determining our game of the year by using a system that I completely ripped off from Giant Bomb back in the day and currently still being used by Let's Fight a Boss. And how it's going to work is we're going to be listing the games that we played and then cutting them one by one until we get to our ultimate winner, the Hunting Pixels Game of the Year. Now, uh, we did set some parameters. So in order to qualify for this list and and make it into the Game of the Year discussions, the game had to have been released in a 1.0 release date after December 15th of 2020. And before December 16th of this year. So games like Grifflands and Chernobyl Light are completely acceptable. But games like 
Haven and Yakuza Like a Dragon are not, unfortunately. Um, other than that, any game was fair play. So, uh, you know, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. We have 33 games. Uh, I was going to try to cut it down to 30, but um, some of these just needed to stay on there. So we've got them listed in alphabetical order, and we're going to uh, read them out to you and then let the bloodbath commence. So, uh, Dylan, you want to take away the first chunk there? I shall. So we have Adios, Biomutant, Bravely Default 2, Call of Duty Vanguard, Deathloop, Death's Door, Ender Lilies, Quietus of Nights, Forza Horizon 5, Genesis Noir, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Halo Infinite. All right. Austin. All right. And uh, up next, we have Hitman 3, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Life is Strange, True Colors, Narita Boy. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm yeah, assuming it's right. You also didn't know how to pronounce Kena, so. <laughs> hey, shut up, Dylan. All right. Persona 5 Strikers, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond slash Shining Pearl, Pokemon Unite, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Riders Republic. And rounding up the list, we have Sable, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei 3, Nocturne HD Remaster, <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei 5, Solar Ash, Splitgate, oh god, The Medium, the Wild at Heart, Trigger Witch, Unmetal, and 12 Minutes. So, uh, I don't remember who made the first cut last year, um, but I feel like with the fact that I have the most games on this list, that I should go first as far as cutting goes. So, can you guys guess what is going first? Um, Resident Evil 8 Nailed it Absolutely nailed it No, the first game off of our list Is 12 minutes No Un- Unless anyone objects No, no, no Oh, no Okay uh, Alright, so I want to talk about this game real quick 12 minutes is ass um, <laughs> I don't know any other way to describe this fucking game It is just complete and utter Fucking ass At no point did I feel like I was ever having fun in this game. And that's that's totally fine. Uh, like, you don't, you know, I think games should be fun. What determines fun is up to each person. So, you know, some people may really fucking love this game. But I had no enjoyment out of it. Like, I got nothing out of this fucking game. And then you layer on the fact that, like, there's this weird, like really awful, almost misogynistic, like violence that happens in the game. And then you layer on the fact that it's a game about a guy who fell in love with his half sister. And there's like an incest baby involved and nothing is good about this fucking game. Like I, like it is so unpolished. It like it wastes the voice actors who do a good job by not having the dialogue come across like smoothly. Like it's, you can tell that the performances that everyone gave were their own separate performances. 
and that they weren't bouncing off of one another in the same room because the way that they thrown the dialogue and the voice acting get together in this game is just completely disparate. Like nothing about this game works. It's a really fucking bad game and I don't understand how it got any praise. It did. I don't know how it did. It's a really fucking bad game into the list period. That's crazy. Cause like I'm looking at the voice cast right now and like that's, kind of nuts that the that the game was that bad because it, it looks like it has a really good fucking voice cast i would expect that to do something for it but apparently not yeah damn uh, uh out at number 33 is 12 minutes uh all right so dylan you had the second most games i think so why don't you make the second mm-hmm. cut that's unfortunate because i i don't know what to cut <laughs> uh i've been staring at this list since you started talking, and I don't know what the fuck to cut. <laughs> uh, it's not good. It's not good. I'm a loss, and you've put me on a... you put me in the spotlight right here. Uh, I can offer something up if you'd like. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Austin said it was a shitty game, so I'm going to say Shin Megami 5. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then offer something. Not letting it go. Then offer something. Um, it's weird because it was a shitty game, so apparently you care about it. Oh, my God. I don't have anything else to really offer up, so. Okay. If you want to you cut it, it gets cut. I was honestly, the reason why I said no is because I wanted to be the one to cut it, you fucking prick. Oh, LOL. No, it's you, fine. That's fine. I did it for you. Okay, thank okay. you. <laughs> All right. Are, are we sure? Should, I, I thought you liked this game. Am I wrong? You fucking hated it. Um, so I really liked this game up until about the fourth or fifth hour mark. And not only the story, but the entire world around you just takes a massive fucking dip. (laughs) Um, like the first three or four hours, the areas that you're in, like they, they look good. They look fucking gorgeous. But literally as you progress through the game, the environments and the locations the game has you visit, they get worse and worse and worse until the final end game where it literally just looks atrocious. Um, I don't see how a especially something that Atlas, you know, reveres as highly as SMT, which has kind of been one of their bigger franchises for a long time, except for when Persona got more popular. Um but like this game was announced the year that the switch was like released. They had all this fucking time just to turn out a game that takes you about 10 hours to finish and is complete hot fucking garbage. The the story makes zero fucking sense. Uh, Any of the endings that you have the ability to choose at the end of the game make no fucking sense with the adventure that you've had for the last 10 fucking hours. And it's just a very, very bad game. And I hate to say that, but because I was so fucking excited for it, but it's very bad. Well, damn. Damn. I, honest to God, was not expecting that to get cut so early, but. Yeah. Sad. All right. There we are. Uh, well, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out at number 32. Austin, it is your turn to make a cut. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Um, Josh, didn't you say you didn't like the medium that much? Uh, yep. All right, I'm picking the medium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at number 31 is the medium. Okay. 
So I really, really wanted to like this game. I like I I was excited about it. I thought that this was going to be one of those games that uh, ended up being like one of the like game of the year contenders for me. Um, mm. You know, everything like that. And everything about this game was just utterly disappointing. The characters or well, really, it's like one character really is kind of boring the entire fucking game. And that like not only is she really boring, but she's annoying. Like she has an internal monologue, which is fine. Like I, I internal monologues I, I get, but I kind of think that it's a heavy handed like uh, I kind of think it's used as a crutch a lot of the time when you look at like how people use internal monologues to get across the way that someone is feeling about something when they could just show it through like, uh, you know, uh, facial animation or through uh, uh, e- even dialogue with like another person. Like I think that a lot of what Guardians of the Galaxy which we'll get to later does really well is it conveys emotion and stuff like that through the gameplay and through the dialogue. And this game doesn't do either of those well at all. But not only that, the game's incredibly fucking boring and it's supposed to be a horror game. Like I was never once engaged enough with any of the characters or like, actions that were being taken place for me to be like, okay, yeah, like I, I'm invested. I'm, I am feeling what they're feeling. I am scared to see what's going down. Never once did that ever happen for me. There were parts that I thought could be cool and could lead to more emotional, um, like bits, like more emotional storytelling, and they never ended up doing that for me. They always just ended up falling flat to the point that like at a, I, I think I got, I think the game's somewhere around like 10 hours long. I got to about hour five or six and I was like, I'm done. I can't like nothing about this game is grabbing me. Nothing is keeping me here. I don't want to play something that I am not having a good time with. And uh, that sucks. And it's probably my most disappointing game of the year. Yeah, I remember you had high praise for it. It was almost sad when you discovered that it was as dull and lifeless as it was. I remember you, like the week leading up to it, it was all great. And then you got it. And then we did the next podcast and you were not uh, receptive of it at all. That was a shock. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sad. Sometimes. But it happens sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. So. It's weird. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, I guess it is my turn now. And I'm going to move to make the cut for the wild at heart. Um, this was another game that I played. I don't think either of you guys did. Mm -mm. Uh, the wild at heart. I think has some good qualities to it. It's, uh, it's got some decent storytelling that kids would latch onto. And I think that given 
how it plays, younger audiences might find something there that they really like. Because it's very much a like top-down uh, exploration, almost Pikmin-like game. And the puzzles are really simple. Um, uh, the the battles are, are relatively simple, like the, the combat and everything like that. Um, my, my big criticism of this game is that it's just dull. I There were bits of this game that I was really hoping the emotional through line would hit, and they didn't. Um, and then you take your main protagonist and at the end of the game, you like his story is not the story that takes precedent. And that was frustrating for me. Um, I don't think the game is bad by any means. It just is bland. And I, in, in some ways I think that that's maybe the worst thing that a game can be. Um, it's like that old, uh, quote from Sam Raimi, the worst thing that a uh, movie can be is boring. Um, I, I kind of think that about really all art and uh, the wild at heart is, unfortunately, it's, it's kind of on the boring side. I, I don't think it's bad. I just, I, I think that there is a lot of room to improve. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when this game came out, I liked the art style of it, but I was never encouraged enough to go and try to play the game. Uh, for whatever reason, I just kind of dig the art style. Yeah, the art style is very cool. And um, I, I do like some of the stuff that it does, but it just none of it was ever enough to grab me and be like, you want to keep playing this game, don't you? Yeah. So. <sighs> How long was it? Uh, Less than 10 hours. Like, oh, OK, right? so, yeah, it's, we shouldn't waste too pass. much time. I saw yeah, it. That's yeah. where I first saw it. That was Game Pass. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I didn't waste too much time on it. Um, I mean, I, I finished it. It's one of the games that I beat for my 20 games. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It deserves to go out. GG. GG, indeed. Uh, um, so it's me, and this should have actually been my last. What did I choose last time? Shin Megami? Sorry, Austin. Yeah. Uh, let's let's cut Vanguard, because why is it even making it this far? <laughs> <laughs> that's my fucking game and i'll gladly just throw that shit out the window right now um i have nothing to say about it i'm not gonna lie to you i tried to dabble in the campaign a bit was not interested um zombies has never been for me i really really enjoyed the multiplayer especially playing with buddies it felt kind of like the old days once again but i mean it's just it has no uh no purpose going further on the list that we have now Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, I think Pacific is its own thing now, right? Like the, the war zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which but is it really cool with this game, right? It launched or, or almost a it? month after it. Yeah, it wasn't okay. quite there. They had like a little preseason rocking, letting Warzone finish its current season. And then Vanguard had like a preseason thing going. And then about three weeks into it, I believe. Uh, Pacific dropped and I've been watching a little bit of it here and there and that shit looks awesome especially because we went from what we had with the war zone that all three of us remember and now it's like I mean it's, it is what it is it's World War Two or whatever and, and it just looks 
really cool. And uh, I, I'm sure it breathed a new life into the game for people who, you know, adamantly play it every day. But ultimately, that's another thing in itself. And Vanguard just, it, it is what it is. It's Call of Duty. I had fun with the multiplayer. <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, what's left to say? Yeah. Fair enough. All right. At it 29 is Call of Duty Vanguard. Austin, it is now your turn. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Dylan, how are we feeling about Biomutant? Um, yeah, man. I'm okay with that. Uh, okay. We'll go with that. It sucks that it's going out this far. So I was, I have been very excited about Biomutant for a long time long time up until its release and then i kind of forgot about it at the beginning of this year and then i think it came out in june or sometime around there you know that rolled around and then i was super hyped and i picked it up and i enjoyed it for a little bit but i didn't enjoy it enough for it to keep me hooked or even give me a purpose for continuing to play i felt like i was really i was it, this was my medium this year to put it into that perspective, it was something that I had so much, not even hype for, but just hope, the other H word. I had hope for it. <laughs> and ultimately, I just could not find myself going through it and enjoying it. And I will say that I have continued to follow um, the subreddit for the game, and people will post now and then. And it makes me feel like not necessarily that the game itself is more fleshed out or it's been rejuvenated in any way but maybe a lot of the issues i had with it like it did not feel necessarily polished like it was a pretty game and everything like that but i feel like it could have been so much more mm. um the story wasn't really captivating i i know you can't fix that through patches and updates but nor was the combat um and maybe i didn't give it that good of a chance but uh, if it goes on sale enough, like I saw on the PlayStation store, it's on sale. I believe Epic it's on sale and I've of course already bought it on steam. So I don't know there, but it's still in that $30 price range. And that's about $25 too much for me. Um, <laughs> so if it goes on sale substantially, I will pick it up on like the PlayStation and try it on there. Um, but it's already deleted off my fucking PC. I don't plan on re-downloading it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got no problems with it dipping right now. Okay. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw that it was on the uh, the holiday sale, and I was like, maybe I'll give that a shot before uh, game of the year, and then yeah. I never did. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you did yourself a favor, bud. Uh, but I would also, I mean, like I said. Another shot, and I'm curious if either of you ever do pick it up, what you have to say about it. Maybe not looking through the rose-colored glasses would help a little bit going into it with a fresh perspective. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, that was Austin's cut, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So next up for me is going to be Trigger Witch. Damn it. Man, you are cutting a lot of your own, but I guess that's mostly what's on here. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> be that was also my next pick, so now I have to go find something else to pick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you are cutting a lot of your own. I, I, I thought you enjoyed Trigger Witch a little more than this, but you really didn't, did you? Like, No, I. so it, it, here's the thing. 
there's only one other game that I think I would cut before this um, okay. hmm. on on my list because I feel like after this, so I, I ended up cutting down. I had over 30 games in my game of the year at rankings, and I ended up cutting out a couple of them to, one, follow the rules. Like I had Microsoft Flight Simulator on here, um, which actually it came out this year on Xbox Series X and S, but was released 1.0 as a PC game last year. So I ended up having to cut it. Um, and, and there were a couple of others that I was just like, I don't know that I really necessarily think I need to talk about these, you know, whatever, um, that were ahead of this. Like I would have cut them before Trigger Witch. Uh, but the things that are coming after this on my list, like I, I did my own like rankings or whatever, the things that are coming after this are things that I think either, offer up something really unique or have something that uh, like keeps them relevant for me, like emotionally, like there's emotional through lines and stuff like that. Um, and trigger, Witch, I, I really like this game. I really do like this game a lot, but it ends up being for me a sort of comfort food game where I don't know that it's necessarily anything really uh thought provoking i don't think that the that the game itself like offers anything that's challenging or makes me feel like i completed something and like it was i like i earned something at the end of the game it's more of like i've played legend of zelda before and then i i i play Tr trigger witch right and i'm like Oh yeah, the the music here it kind of sounds like Legend of Zelda, or like there are parts of this game in terms of like the map design that I was like, oh okay, this was totally ripped from Dragon Quest, and it it takes like a whole bunch of these influences and throws them together, and I'm like, this is really cute. I really like this, but it doesn't really necessarily like. When I think about Trigger Witch, my time with it is more of like, I really like this game as opposed to, I really fucking love this game. And sadly, I think the other stuff on uh, on my list going forward, with the exception of, of the next one that I would cut, uh, has a lot more for me to grasp onto as opposed to just something that I really like a lot. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. I, I had a blast playing the game, but it's it's not, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It doesn't do anything particularly special. Um, no. I just, I think that, I think that now is is a good time for it to go. All right. Uh, Dylan, go ahead. What's what's next for you? Your next cut. Pause. Okay. So I do have a quick question. This is off the record real quick. Okay. Okay. Off the record is in, you're going to make me cut this from the podcast? or Yeah, I'm sorry. Or you can leave it in because it's fucking hilarious. Austin has a game in his top five at the bottom there that's not on this list that we're cutting. Correct. Because I completely forgot about it. 
What the actual fuck? I can, that's also not really something you can rank either. It's a family party game. There's not too much to that. Well, I initially had that in the 33 games because I feel like the list that you sent me the other day mm-hmm. had different games on it. And then the one that I got yesterday to, to compile this list was missing Mario's... Uh, yeah, I knew that. after I sent it. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, damn. That doesn't sound right. Like there's something missing, and I couldn't never figure out what it was until about five minutes ago. So oh there it is. Lord. Okay, the old right. <laughs> it just won't get talked about. <laughs> okay, so are we, the only reason I brought that up is because do we add it to the list or no? No, no. Okay, you don't think it deserves to be on the list? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it, like if you guys want to, you can. But for, I mean, like, no, because it won't make it to the top ten. To. But <laughs> no, I, not at all. It's a fucking Mario party. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let me ask you this: where, uh, we're getting it like twenty six. Would it be mm. cut next? Like, would or would it go further for you? Since it is your top. Um, I mean, honestly, it would probably go further for me because it is. Yeah, it is in my top five. I All right, fuck it. Let's it, let's let's do it. Let's let's okay. throw it in. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. That was the only reason is because I was. I know it's my pick now. I was not about to choose that as my next pick. Mm-hmm. So, if it could have gone further, I was like, cool. I just didn't want you to miss out on talking about your game. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. That's fine. We can add it. Okay. okay. <clears throat> We're adding it. I'm going to okay, put it okay. right here. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So whether that stays in the episode or not. <laughs> oh, it's definitely staying. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, Josh is ever going to edit anything out of this? I don't know. It depends I, on I how long this goes. Sometimes. sometimes. Not in a hot minute. Oh, yeah, shit. Yes, yeah, so we've made, we've had some really, uh, really, we've had some really gritty shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> make it in <laughs> like i go back and i'm listening to some of these episodes and i'm like fuck i can't believe people yeah, are actually gonna it, hear me say that or you know i'm sp- i'm the sole reason we would be canceled yeah from this, past is four episodes. <laughs> this is very true oh shit that last episode started to get a little dicey yeah i don't even remember it i kind of i pre- i i'm just gonna choose to believe it was like an alternate personality and i didn't okay sure those things yeah yeah I think there's a thing for that. Disassociative identity disorder? I can do that. Um, <laughs> what? I can, We're getting I can into dicey territory. No, 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 no. You're right. Let's go. All right. So it's my pick. He's like, no, you try to make it better, but you just make it fucking worse. Yeah, I just kept talking, dude. That's a thing that I do, and it just gets so much worse by the end of it. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. What are we on? 26? Uh, okay, number 26. Can I please throw out? Yes. For whatever re- Austin, look. It's a fine. What? One. Let's just go ahead and d- cut out Splitgate. Uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. 26. I mean, Halo's out now, so I'm never going to play it again. Oh, I thought you meant Halo is out like you're about to cut it, but okay. Oh, God. Jesus. No. Okay. Yeah, I am also fine with Splitgate going out. All right. The Once Halo apply. Infinite came out, it's like, does it even exist anymore? No, nope. I don't think and so. Sorry, devs, you knew that shit would happen. I'm not sure why they released a game like that in the same year that Halo Infinite was coming out. It kind of seems like a bad idea on their part. It's been out for a while. It came out this year. It came out over the summer. It hasn't been out that long. No, but I think it had like a, didn't it have a version that's come out before that? Wasn't it? Mm-mm. 
I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. I think that when it dropped earlier this year, that it was the beta. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It came... Oh, no. Yeah. yeah Holy shit. This doesn't even belong on this list. I'm pretty sure it's right? been a couple years or something. Really? Yeah. Apparently, the the initial release date of Splitgate was May 24th, 2019. Uh, yeah, that was early access. So that's what I meant. On like, Steam, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But, e- but even still, yeah. The, the idea has been there for a while. Either way, it was a really fun game while it was uh you know a little popular yeah it was very halo like and it combined portal and it was fucking awesome but then the real thing came out and then we all forgot about it Mm-hmm. 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 yeah uh i'm actually wondering about this now myself because um this game uh apparently was in beta uh on consoles all the way from july and then apparently at some point in august um the developers posted updates on the server status for the twitter account until the system was removed in august of 2021 so does that I don't know if this actually even made a 1.0 release. That's okay. So it's not just me. There we are. Well, do I you mean want to take it off the list and pick something else? Well, no, because then I have to pick something else. <laughs> well, just pick something else. <laughs> I mean, but we all played this. Didn't we even play with one another or someone? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we played once or twice together. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I, I think we'll bend the rules in this one instance because it was like okay. a phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, it huge. fucking took the the world by storm for whatever reason. It right. blew up for like it a was, solid six days. It was a 1.0 in our hearts. Yeah, mm. sure. And uh, it's an easy cop out for me to not have to choose something more, you know, <laughs> substantial, lovable. Yeah, substantial. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bada, bada boom. Split gate number 26. Uh, yeah. Had a lot of fun with or 27. Sorry. Had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It someone fucked the numbers here. up. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right. That means it is Austin's turn. Hello, Austin. Um, holy shit. Now I actually don't know what to cut. <sighs> Josh, how are we feeling about Unmetal? Uh, uh, I would like to see it go further. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about Scarlet Nexus? Yes. Because the anime was pretty bad, so I imagine the game was too. Affirmative. Uh, well, no. Uh, I wouldn't say it was bad. Um, here's my feelings on Scarlet Nexus. Uh, Scarlet Nexus is very anime, like really, really, really anime. And that isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Um, but in this instance, it totally it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the story in this game is just bullshit. It's so absurd. It like it. I feel like this is the most anime bullshit I've played in a video game in in quite some time, Um, which really sucks because I think that the the game itself, specifically the combat system, is real, real good. Like, so it mixes up these telekinetic 
uh, like moves and attacks with weapon attacks. And like you could basically at, at per points you could like create uh, weapon combos and then throw in your telekinesis and just like ratchet up what you were doing to the point where like you were basically just juggling enemies the way that like you would in like a, a fighting game. Uh, but it eventually after the first, I, I want to say like two or three chapters throws in this other mechanic where you basically steal moves from your teammates and it creates this nice little like almost I I don't want to say like Pokemon because that's not right. But like, yeah, it makes this almost like Pokemon dynamic where like you'll be fighting something. And when you see what its weakness is, you can switch to a different like ability and be like, OK, I'm going to take it out this way now. Uh, so similar to <clears throat> Similar to like the uh, like the persona style of weakness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I I think that the the enemy design in this is real fucking cool. Like it's like these like inanimate objects mixed with like plants and animals. Like, uh, you guys remember the when people went wild over the big pot guy from the Elden Ring trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, every enemy in this game is like that. Like, oh, it's okay. like an inanimate object that has, like, arms and legs, but then it's also got, like, leaves growing out of it and shit. It's fucking weird, but I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Huh. Um, I just... The thing is, I, I think that the writing is, is kind of bad and really... I mean, it's very anime, and that yeah. knocks it down, like, a lot for me. Um, I think there's some stool, like, I still think there's some stool, ugh, oh my god, some cool- did it twice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> some cool stuff th that is going on in the story, like, there are some themes about, like, classism and discrimination and stuff like that going on in the world, but it's, mm -hmm. like, layered in all of this, like, ugh, I'm nice little anime girl. Oh Bullshit. my god. Yeah, I tried. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Anyone but, else turned on from that? Whoa. Like, I, I I think that the good parts of this game are weighed down by the bad parts in a pretty big way. Mm -hmm. Um But I think it's I think it's fun. I, I really think this game is fun as shit. The music is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh the the enemy design again is is awesome. Um I just wish that the whole package was good. I I remember watching like the first two episodes of the adaptation and the whole time I'm sitting there I'm just like what what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like this is this is not very coherent at all. Like I have no clue what's fucking happening. Um I downloaded the game the other day off Game Pass and I I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet, but it doesn't sound that great. I mean it sounds cool, but it doesn't sound that great. I actually really think that you would like it. Probably. Um Dylan, I don't think that you would. Yeah, and that's what sucks, man, is because I was actually wanting to play it at some point because it looks like a pretty game, and I'm attracted to that kind of thing. But given your uh, voice acting a few minutes ago, I kind of don't want to. <laughs> He's like, I kind of want to forget it ever existed now. Yep. It's like the rest of this year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. All right. Well, <clears throat> that is number... 
26. So um, we're up to me again, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, <coughs> I'm going to test the waters. Ah, shit. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> if you guys don't want to cut this this soon, that's fine. I have another game in mind. But how are we feeling about Pokemon Unite? I'm cool with it. Oh. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Okay, it enjoyed it while I played it, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see it going too much further. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh shit! It's gonna get beaten out by a fucking family party game, though. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I'm so sorry, Jeffrey Scissortoe. Uh, so I I haven't played Mario Party Superstars. I think I know. I think Austin is the only one who has. Mm-hmm. I have played Pokemon Unite though, and uh, I have feelings on it. What but the fuck? All right, just just cut me. Okay. Go ahead. Are, are we are are we sure? Because I have another game. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna hurt me too. <laughs> no, it, it's not. the The other game that I have in mind is actually one of mine. Oh. Well, let's <laughs> go ahead and go with this one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping that by me giving this away now, some of my other favorites can make it a little further. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 25, Pokemon Unite. Uh, I don't have too much to say other than I think the idea of a free-to-play Pokemon MOBA is really fucking cool. I didn't enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so I love... Mm, I need to stop just putting it as love. I need to put an ED on there. I loved League of Legends uh, while I was playing it. The biggest problem for me, I was just talking about this, I think, with uh, Jeffrey the other day. I don't like the community. The community is so toxic. And normally, if a community is toxic, you can maybe try to find a safe haven within the community that's not so bad. League of Legends is 99% filth. Um, and I don't feel like searching for that 1%. And it just sucks because I just kind of want to have casual time. I don't need to be fucking diamond class or whatever the shit. I just want to play the fucking game and enjoy it. Um, I, I love the lore of the characters and everything about it. And admittedly, I'll probably go back and play it again. But it's really saying something when a community is the thing that drives you away from a game. So fast forward to 2021 and we get a MOBA that combines one of my most favorite franchises that has ever existed with a game style that I haven't gotten to experience. I don't want to get into Dota necessarily or uh, Smite. I played Smite for a little bit, but it's like, I don't, I don't want to invest myself into it, but it's really easy when it entices you with, you know, having that Pokemon side. So I delved into it. And they did it so well. They made it fun. They made it to where I could sit down with Sabrina and teach her how to play a MOBA, and she was good at it, and we enjoyed our time together with it. Um, They made it very accessible for people to understand. Um, Even though they threw in new mechanics, like, you know, if you're playing as a Gengar, you have to evolve from a Ghastly to get there. Like, they made the mechanics easily understandable about how uh, the more, you know, CS you get or, you know, killing the little minions like that's going to level you up faster. They made junk jungling easy to experience because it's like it kind of, they kind of laid it out for you. They easily define what Pokemon are good in that role. Um, 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have a hard time focusing on going back to it when I knew I had the challenges that we did. And then ultimately I just wound up getting sidetracked on a lot of shit here at the tail end of Q4. So I haven't went back to invest time into it, but the time that I did put in it, it was a lot of fun. Yep. Cool. See, I uh, spoke so passionately about it. So please pick your own game next time. <laughs> I told yeah, you I, I would. It. Yeah, but see, <clears throat> let's just let's just get it over with. You know, rip the band-aid. <laughs> is it right, my turn? Um, uh oh. It is <clears throat> Yeah, it is your turn. Uh this sucks. God damn it. Can I is it is it spoilers if I ask what other game you're gonna pick was? I know it's your own game. Uh no. Fuck. Are you saying no? Oh, are you? Oh, is that a hint? Are you highlighting it? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to cut that one for you. Okay. But, but damn. Fuck. Uh, uh, the other one. Can we cut the one above it? Let's see. I'm looking at my rankings right now. Yeah, if you want to cut that one first, that's fine. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, so, Kana. Let's just cut that one. And... Kana Bridge of Spirits is a game that I was excited for earlier in the year, and much like Biomutant, I got it. And I wasn't necessarily disappointed. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the boss mechanics and everything that I experienced up until I stopped playing. So, why did I stop playing? I'm, I don't know what I got distracted on, but it wasn't good. I think it was a multiplayer game. Didn't I tell you guys I went back to fucking Apex Warzone or shit? I think it was something like that. Apex Warzone. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It just fucking hurts sometimes. Um, so, Josh, I would rather you speak on it because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Okay. Uh, Kena or Kenna or Kena. No, or it's not. However you know you what it is. You played the game. Kenna. Uh, Kena. Fuck you, God. Yeah, in the, so in the game, she pronounces her name Kena. I'm going to continue to say Kenna whenever yep, I talk because about it. Why, because not? it why not? Because, because you're pisses. here and it pisses me off. <laughs> It's like, that's like, nope, we're going to end it there. Uh, You're going to have fun editing that. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, So this game really works for me on a couple of different levels. I think that the animation here is incredibly strong, Um, like incredibly strong. Uh, The only caveat to that being that when it goes to the pre-rendered cutscenes, it is in. You can count the frames. Yeah, it's in 24 frames a second, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I, I oh, it hate is. I hate the idea that people put out there that uh, – how do I want to say it? Um, We're a little frame sluts? Well, I, I, I that's hate what I am. People say that if it's anything less than 60 frames a second or whatever, that it's bad. I don't think that that's true because we watch movies in 24 frames a second, including animated ones, and no one says shit. Bruh, but playing is so much different. I don't want to be able to count that shit. Anyway, we're not going to discuss this. <laughs> we'll have a whole other episode on it later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I, of the mindset that it uh, – I, I think that that's a bullshit argument that people make Ugh. just to be, like, elitist. Um, <laughs> but it, it is jarring. It is jarring as shit here. Um, to the point that like I noticed it and asked you if you had noticed. <laughs> I know. Uh, so 
I it was one of those things that I immediately was like, I I I want to know what the fuck's going on here. So so there's that. Uh, but I really think that the story is quite good. Um, I I think that the story really hits on some some themes of uh, loss and grief in really really good ways. Um, but ultimately I, I kind of think this game just feels like a, a a callback to like action platformers from like the PS2 and not necessarily in a good way. Uh, I, I kind of think that these games died for a reason. Um, I, I think that when we, when we got to stuff like uncharted and, you know, the last of us and stuff like that, that these evolved into what that was. And I, I, I don't think that we necessarily need to go back to those. Um, I, I, I feel like it kind of feels a little bit basic and because of that, as soon as I was done, I didn't think about it again. Um, I, I, I do think that it is very good, like writing and, uh, I, I really liked some of the, the boss battles in this. Um, but I didn't, nothing about this really grabbed me in a way that I was like, I need to see more of Kana and her, um, story or, or anything like that. It was, it was another, never anything that I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. It's good. I really enjoy it, but you know, it's not, it's not great. I think the reason I was so invested into the idea of what it was is because it did feel like a callback to that older generation. Um, that being said, it clearly wasn't enough to get me to stick around. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. It, it be what it be. Austin. Ooh. Yeah. Boy, am I sweating. Oh. Um, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to cut Persona 5 Strikers. Whoa. Whoa. What the fuck? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, honestly. Why'd you just fall on your I sword? I don't, uh, I, Dynasty Warrior games are great for like <clears throat> two hours. And that's all it is. I mean, it, it's Persona, but it's a Dynasty Warriors game, and it's what? That's crazy. Eh. I, I'm just I'm eh. baffled because I I thought that you really loved this game. <sighs> no, I mean it. Like it, it's okay. okay. It's it's a big okay. Huh? Holy shit, dude! That's yeah. insane. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Anyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> regularly. We all just had a collective. <gasps> so, so, like, at its core, it is still very much a Persona game and still does manage to uh, retain the charm that Persona 5 specifically has uh, regarding, like, its aesthetic and shit. Um, but, like, other than that, it's it's still just a Musou game. Like, if you've played one, you've played all of fuck. them. They're, they're the same thing. You said a Japanese word and threw me off. What the fuck does that mean? Dynasty Warrior uh, style? Yeah, okay. that was the... Yeah. It, like, it's like they're all the same thing. They all play exactly the same. And, like, they're all great for what they are, but they're not much. Goddamn, dude. 
out of fucking left field, man. I also have guessed that. Yeah, I um, thought we were making it to top fifteen for <laughs> sure on that one. Uh, one of my like real big like nitpicky problems with it that I think like kind of pushed it so low on my on my own personal list um, was just that it made Royal not canon, and I kind of hate that. I kind of absolutely fucking hate that because I think the last five hours of Royal are the best part of Royal. So it kind of bugs me out a little bit. But that's just honestly more of a nitpick than anything. Well, shit, dude. Yeah. Way to take one for the team. Yeah, take, yeah, taking one. To be fair, I knew it was coming soon. I didn't even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, God damn it. That's um, hard. Okay. I, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm still just... <laughs> really taken aback but uh yeah. i guess it's my turn i'm gonna cut life of strange true colors okay um again right. this one was a shock for me <laughs> yeah so i this is one that i again i really don't like i don't have any animus towards this game i really like this game um i especially really love the main character and the story uh, or, or at least the themes around the story. Um, but it, here's okay. So here's my problem with with this game in particular. So when you have a story based, like a narrative based game, like a Telltale or a Life of Strange or um, something along those lines, right? It has limited gameplay, so there's not much for you to latch on to there. Um, and that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Uh, because I, I there are like I love the Dang and Rampa games, for instance, and those are visual novels, and there's very, very little like gameplay to them. But the stories they tell are excellent. Mm-hmm. Life is Strange True Colors has some really, really great thematic elements to it. And I think that the the story it tells is good. The plotting, however, is some trite bullshit that I have definitely seen in some a ton of other games. Um, and that really... That really, when I started thinking about where it was going to rank on my list, really knocked it down a lot for me because... I think if it had done away with some of the stuff that it was doing, that it could have been excellent and it could have been a great game that broke into my top 10. But ultimately the themes that it, uh, that it like showcases through its plot aren't enough to overshadow the real, real big things that are wrong with the plot. So, um, I think this is a really good game. Uh, I don't think that it is even top 20 worthy, unfortunately. (sighs) Okay. (sighs) I have a whole, it's my turn, right? It is your turn. All right. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but can I cut Mario Party? Hello? 
Austin? Sorry, I was thinking. Um, oh shit! I, I was like, did I break again? Reason. Um, mm, only because I really do want to keep my other four. Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. I'll let that go. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, there, Bucko? Um, so fun fact: uh, this is the first Mario Party that I've ever played. I was a fun surprisingly fact. enough. I don't um, think I've ever played one. Fun fact. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah ever. I don't. Wow. Yeah, this That's was crazy. my first one. Y'all are fucking little babies, man. I I grew up with like Mario Party one, two, and three on the in uh N sixty four. I love those fucking games. I don't see I'm fucking thirty years old. How dare you? <laughs> as far as like party games and stuff like that, like the everyone that I've ever hung around usually tend to gravitate more towards Smash. Like I was always more invested in Smash as a party game than I was. Yeah, really. let's just let's not beat around the bush here. It's a party game. You kind of have to have friends or siblings for it. So let's just think about that. I mean, also that. That is true. So maybe that's why I never played it, Josh. You you want to get deep? <laughs> I didn't have a lot of friends. You can play it by yourself if you really wanted to. That would be great. Let's have a party by myself. It'd be sad. It'd be really Let's fucking sad, do it. Let's could. have birthday parties every day of the fucking year. Just by myself. But it's oh, in a video boy. game form. Yep. It's great. Damn. I hate this game. Uh, <laughs> no, this game was a lot of fun. God All right. But, um, so the from the outside looking in, because this is the very first one I've ever played, um, I remember when the first Mario Party that released on Switch came out, uh, every, a lot of people really fucking hated that game. Um, and it kind of seems like that every major complaint I've ever read about that Mario Party was lit- was answered and fixed in this one. Um, me and Madison play it way too fucking often, and it's it's just a super fun game that uh, I can sit down with Josie and play too. So I mean, that's the honestly the only reason why it ranks so high. Great. Oh. So I cut the game that you enjoy playing with your daughter. <laughs> Yeah, you that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> you Come on, fucking monster. Let me have these cherished moments. Yeah, that's okay. But hey, you got some good ones left, yeah. right? Like yeah. this was an okay yeah. cut. Yeah, this was an okay cut. All right, I'm, well, I'm fine. Well, next is the monster who I just feel like is going to take something from me. Probably. Uh, no, it's it's Austin's turn, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Did we just assume Josh is the bad guy? I think so. That's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, uh, Josh, you didn't really like Psychonauts 2, right? Like, you weren't crazy about it. Um... Let me see. Let me take a look at the other games that are on the list. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Now seems it's either about right. Seems about right to cut it. Yeah. All right. Tell us about it. Okay. Uh, fuck. I hate that it's going out this soon. Uh, because I think that there's a lot of good things about this game. Um, I think that the writing here is some of the best writing of. I, I mean, th- the generation, I guess, just started with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, so I can't really, like, I guess, say 
that, but like so far it's some of the best writing of the generation. I think, um, the way that this game is like designed from a, like, I, I mean, a game design standpoint, it really is like the writing informs the level design, which inform which in turn informs the writing. And it's just one of those like magical things that you would, you love to see in game design. And I don't think that it's actually really done all that often. If I'm being totally and completely honest, uh, I loved a lot of the characters. I love the way the game looks. I love the music. Um, my problem with Psychonauts two is I do not think that this game is fun to play at all. Um, I remember loving Psychonauts 1 and just playing the absolute shit out of that game. Uh, And something here in this game just unfortunately did not grab me in nearly the same way. Um, And I think that that's really, really sad because I do think that a lot of what Psychonauts 2 is doing is excellent. And some of the best game, like design, like some of the best game shit this year, it's just bogged down by like this repetitive combat, this not entirely fun platforming. Like there's just, there's a lot of stuff in Psychonauts 2 in terms of like the gameplay that really just turns me off. And I, I really hate that because everything else about this game is fucking great. It really is fucking great. Um, I just, I find some of the, the stuff redundant, uh, and dated and, Unfortunately, because of that, I it's got to go out here. Uh, Damn, I hate that. You sound so sad about it. I do. I, because I, I almost feel bad. Well, I, I feel sad because I also have it like pretty low on my list, but I want it higher. I really think yeah. that, like I really think that this is a game that if it had come out five years ago, I think this would be a game of the year contender for me. Really? Yeah, but I, I at this point, I've played enough of these types of games to know what I like and what I do not like. And the gameplay here, I just I do not like it at all. Damn. That says a lot, though, because you still speak highly of it in most regards. So that sign of respect still says a lot. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But uh, but yeah, this is where it leaves us. So, Damn. Uh, all right. It is my turn now. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm looking here. Damn. Can't cut Pokemon yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was no funny. No way. Um, Dylan. Uh, I'm just I'm just gauging here. Yeah, I'm not necessarily cutting. Uh, how are we feeling about Riders Republic? I feel like you should gauge a little harder. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about what about Solar Ash? Mm, so still stuck with me, huh? Okay. 
Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just you, you, you like those games? They should go further. Mm, if you, mm, let me look at Austin's little list that he has left. No, that sucks. Um, I, ha- I have a game that I'm, I'm willing to cut. I'm willing to, to let go of. I just, uh, okay. I just wanted I'll, to gauge, I you, wanted to gauge where those were. Okay, let's. Because we're getting, I, I think with, with my rankings, we're getting into the games that I. I really, I think, love or really, really, really like. Ooh, yeah, we're definitely there for me right now. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. We're at number 19, but we still have so fucking long to go. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Not even halfway. I don't, oh, it sucks so bad. Um... Solar Ash. Are you sure? No, but just because, like it. I said, I I have another one that I can cut. Is it that one? It is not. Okay, I was hoping it wouldn't be, or that one. Um, okay, just let's do Solar Ash because I feel like what's mm, it's hard because I feel like what's coming up for you one way or the other you'll probably like. Right. I mean, I love yeah. Solar Ash, but we're 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 in the thick of stuff that I really really enjoyed. Yeah, because I see a lot of titles left on our list that you spoke quite highly of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm okay with Solar Ash. I'll let it go. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Number eighteen or nineteen, Solar Ash. It really helps me knowing that even Justin uh, enjoyed Solar Ash. It does have its faults, but. This was an out-of-nowhere game for me this year. Uh, I just saw that it came out earlier this month, and I picked it up full price, not even really knowing what to expect. I just watched the video that was on the the PS5 store, and it kind of hooked me. Even Sabrina commented on it, saying it was you know, beautiful, it looks fun, whatever. So got it, dabbled in it, and it's really great. Um, it's very simplistic, but the art style, didn't it win best... It won something in our Game of the Year awards, and I think having to do with art or something in that regard. Let me see. <clears throat> um, I forgot. It it's been like it's only been two weeks. It's only been two weeks, <laughs> and here we are. Uh, actually, it's been three weeks. Has it actually? Oh, yeah. We took last week off. Remember? That's true. Um, let's see. Solar Ash won Best Art Direction. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, everything about it, because it's it's a very special type of platforming. Like you're always moving at a very swift pace and you're essentially surfing around this world. You're doing the same repetitive tasks and that's true. And sometimes different things can be a little annoying. Like the camera angle really got to me sometimes, but it was just lovable. I, I loved collecting things and doing the side quest and, the boss battles. That's what I keep thinking of. Like I'll trail off for a second. And the first thing that pops into my head are the boss battles because <clears throat> each one was this giant, giant creature that you had to essentially skate along the back of and do a lot of platforming. And then like quick time, not really quick time events, but like you have to time like your jumps and grapples and all that really perfectly. And if you mess up, like you have to start all over, you fall off, you have to go right back to the beginning and it punishes you, but not 
in a way that deters you from playing the game. It's like, oh, I got to get it. It's like, I got to go like again and again and again. <clears throat> and I think that's where the game really shined. It's, it was getting you to that point. Like there's no anxiety going into the boss battles because you know, you know, you're going to be fine. Even if you make it three phases in, you're not going to restart back at the first phase. You'll be at the third phase. It, it does a good job of reassuring you that you're going to be fine. So that's what makes the game fun to me is that I had a sense that I could just keep trying and I could learn these boss battles. And it was kind of like flash me back to Spyro earlier in the year. Like I had to learn from my mistakes and I had just restart over and over, but it was just a good time. Um, and Justin echoed that in the last episode as well when he commented on it, making it to his list, um, which is, he said it a lot more eloquently than I did. But yeah, man, I'm okay to see it go because the games I have left are fucking phenomenal. But it was a really good time. And I, I encourage everyone to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I, <laughs> this does not look like a game for me. But, yeah, and that's on Everyone keeps telling me that I should try it, so I might I might have to give it a shot. Yeah, I, wait for it to go on sale, of course, or something. I don't know where else it's available, but definitely a sale price. Cool, cool. All right, that's number 19. Uh, all right, just this will be the exact halfway point. So, Austin, it is your, it is your turn to cut our <sighs> midpoint game. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, it's getting a little harder now. Yeah, like it's fuck. Um Josh. Mm-hmm. Bravely default <clears throat> to. Um where are we at on that one? Um I I would really like to see it make it into the second half. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I will offer you up uh, Narita Boy. You know what? I'm fine with that. Let's take that. Okay. I'm cool with that. Um, all right. <clears throat> did I don't think either of you played Narita Boy, did you? No. But I remember you talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so Narita Boy is uh, a really special little game. Um, I don't think it's one of the best games that came out this year. Uh, in my personal rankings, I have it at 14. Um, so probably would have ended up somewhere around the midpoint of my list. Uh, if I'd kept some of those other games in, um, I really love the aesthetic of this game. I think that this game just fucking rules it is just straight up out of the 80s straight up tron inspired and really really has a lot of awesome things including the music and the visual design um i think the problem that i have with this game is that i i don't know that the um the story necessarily comes together in the end. There are a lot of really cool uh, and really kind of like um, nice reflective emotional beats in here. Um, but 
kind of to echo what I said about Psychonauts, I, I kind of think that the um, the gameplay is it's serviceable. It's not something that like it, you're going to be blown away by. The puzzles are really simple. <coughs> the combat is never really all that interesting. Even when you get into some of the harder boss fights, um, I, I, I think it ultimately kind of ends up just being like a equip this thing to take down this boss sort of thing. Um, I also, I, I kind of felt like some of the, uh, design for like the way that the map was laid out and stuff was a little bit confusing. So when you had to backtrack, uh, it was like, uh, where the fuck am I supposed to go? That sort of thing. Um, and to that end, I, I, I think that it, it falters a little bit for me, but it really, really stands out with the art style and the music and, the story again. The story it tells us is pretty, pretty decent. It's not uh, the greatest thing in the world, but it uh, it definitely. I don't know. It it did something for me, so um, this seems about the right time for it to go. All right. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Narita boy. Um. All right. So I want to take a break real quick. Uh, I was going to do something again, a little bit more special, and then I'm going to be completely honest with you. It kind of just slipped my mind and I forgot to ask people to write, uh, write-ups for this. So I apologize, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to discuss our patron game of the year. And how I did this was I took everyone who submitted lists and uh, I did a little mathematical equation. Basically, if you put a game in the in your game of the year spot, the number one spot, it got five points. And that descended in scale down to fifth place where it got one point. And I added everything up and I did a little bit of math. And uh, this is how our uh, patrons decided game of the year. At number five... We have League of Legends Wild Rift. And this ended up being Jeffrey's number one game of the year. Um, nobody else voted for it. <laughs> Sorry, Jeffrey. Uh, but he, he thought about it so highly that it ended up making number five. Uh, number four was Resident Evil Village. Um, that appeared on two lists, I think. Uh, number three was Far Cry 6, which also appeared on two lists. Did, did I just say Far Cry 3 or Far Cry 6? I actually do not remember. I think you said three. Yeah, I think. But I then I heard three. the three lists part, or maybe two. I don't know what I heard. Uh, yeah, I don't, but it I don't tripped know me up, too. I sat here I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> uh, well, but uh, either way, yeah, number three was Far Cry 6, um, which uh, the Lovebirds voted for. Maybe that was it. Maybe you said number three was Far Cry 6, and then we both just got caught up on the three. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, number two was Deathloop, um, which, uh, again, ended up on two lists um, and both ranked pretty highly. And then number one was Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Um, 
which actually appeared on three lists. So, um, yeah, uh, pretty solid list there. I, I haven't played Far Cry 6 or League of Legends, um, but the other three I think I could speak very highly of. So, uh, yeah, good, good job, guys. Um, Thanks, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Applause. I, I apologize again for um, being a dipshit and not getting that together. Uh, but, you know, here we are. It's not like you have a thousand things going on, though. Yeah. No, not at all. I don't have anything going on ever. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Let's get back to it. Hey. Uh, So last one was Austin, which means it is now my turn. Oh, boy. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm eyeing this. <laughs> uh, no, I, I know that that's, that's going much higher. Fuck. Uh, all right. I'm going to... I'm going to do it. <sighs> oh, God. You're falling on a sword, too. Yeah. At number 17, we have Bravely Default 2. Um, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, this was your choice, man. No, I, I know. I part, part, of the reason, part of the reason that I think that it needs to go now is because for whatever reason, this game did not hook me the way that um, the original Bravely Default did. It didn't hook me the way that uh, a lot of the other games on my list did. Um, that does in that in no way, shape, or form makes this a bad game. I think that Bravely Default Two is an especially 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 special game. Uh, it does everything that I want a turn-based RPG to do. It has uh, a really, really incredible battle system. It has a overworld, well, not just an overworld, but like a world that is just lush and like the environments are are beautifully realized i i think that where it falters for me is i i, I kind of think that uh well first of all i i really this is something that got carried over from the 3DS and i don't know that there's necessarily anything that they can do about it but it just sucks i hate the fucking um character models when it gets into cutscenes, I think that they are the most egregiously ugly looking fucking things. <laughs> I think there's, and when you contrast it with the absolutely stellar visuals everywhere else, this game really does falter. And part like <clears throat> for that reason, it loses some of its charm. Can I ask real quick, because I pulled up some images. 
Mm-hmm. Is the modeling that you're talking about, dude, I'm not going to say chibi is the right word, but do they kind of look... Yeah, the okay. chibi is probably the closest thing that I could I could uh, call it. Like yeah. the, just the gigantic heads with the yes. really big eyes. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at that compared to everything else, and it's like, what the? I okay, I get you now. Yeah, and and, and when you contrast it with like if you're if you're using you know the Google image search or whatever, if you look at the environments, like dude, right. the environments are so fucking pretty. Um. I, I mean, really gorgeous. think, yeah, yeah, like just gorgeous. I really think that some of the character writing is is really good. I loved El, uh, Elvis, the little. Um, I think he was a white mage. Uh, I, I haven't played it in a while, but uh, he's definitely he's definitely a magic user. I loved him, and I love the fact that he's Irish for like literally no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I this is a game that I, I just straight up think is a game that is tailor made for me. I love these types of uh, RPGs. I love the turn based. I love the the Japaneseness of it. That if that's a word, like I I love everything about this game, with the exception of the fucking character models that are egregious. And I, I really wish that it grabbed me for longer because I do think that if I had put more time into this, that this very well could have been my game of the year. Uh, and I like, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm not trying to be like facetious or anything like that. Like, this is one of those games that if I, I think that if I just put a little bit more time into this would be sitting, uh, if not at the top of my list, near the top of my list. Yeah. And uh, it's sad to see it go, but there are other games that I want to see get higher. So let me ask you real quick. Where where did you play it at? Uh, on the Switch. So it's available on the Switch and on Steam. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think it just came to Steam. Would it have any purpose ever going to the PS5? I'm a little ignorant when it comes to this. Uh, possibly. Uh, Bravely Default, or not Bravely Default, I'm sorry. Octopath Traveler just came to the uh, Xbox and Game Pass, what was it, um, in May? Right. Yeah. So, so it is It is totally possible that this will eventually make its way to um, the uh, other consoles. If not, it looks like a really good time. Like just f- watching some stuff while you were talking, and then kind of seeing what you were talking as you were or talking about as you were, you know, referencing it. I want to play it. It looks good. This looks like something that would really drag me in. Now, do I have to play the first one to play this? No. Uh, this is kind of similar to Final Fantasy, where each game drops in a new set of characters in a new like world type thing. It's so it's the aesthetics that hooked me. Like as soon as I looked at it, it's I've never really seen anything like it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, I didn't even talk about the music. I love the music. I think the music is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sad to see it go, but I, like I said, I think there are other games that I want to see get higher. 
Got you. Is it me? Um, it is you. Yes, sir. Hmm. Hmm. Austin, what games do you have left? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, like, yeah, they're going to go high. Um, this is unfortunate. I, <laughs> fuck, man. One of them I'm okay with. No. No. No, I'm not okay with it. Uh, <laughs> um, Josh, I'm, I'm looking at you to, for help. Yeah, I'm willing to offer up uh, uh, Genesis Noir. Okay. <clears throat> um, I love how this whole episode has just been t- Josh talking about game after game. <laughs> he he did what no other man could do this year, and he played a lot that of is shit. True. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, kudos to you, bro. Yeah, this is his moment to talk about all of that, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, so tell me what the fuck this game is. <laughs> okay. So Genesis Noir is this almost point-and-click adventure game uh, that uh, I played on Game Pass. It came uh, out in March, uh, and I feel like I remember talking about it. Um, But, okay, I want to say this. I think that even if you hate this game, you should play it. Like, like, what, what I'm trying to say is, like, if you wind up hating this game, that sucks. But this is a game that you should play because I promise you, I straight up, I promise you, you will play nothing else like this game. This is a game that is so completely and utterly unique. And that's why it ranks as high as it does. The art style almost looks like still, still images but the way that they move, like the animations and everything, are just fantastic. I really love, there are, it's mostly black and white, but there are accents of yellow and in other instances, I think red. And the final five to ten minutes of this game, there's just an absolute explosion of color that is just wondrous i really think that the the final like five to ten minutes of this game are just a sight to behold it's beautiful i think that a lot of the music in here is so 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 good where i think that it falls apart for me is that I think that some of the writing doesn't necessarily coalesce in the end, and it gets a little bit nonsensical. Because for the first, I think this game's like like maybe five or six hours long. For the first probably four hours, everything I'm like I'm I'm vibing with, I'm understanding, and then the ending comes around, and I'm like. I don't know where the fuck this came from. (laughs) Um, But I, this is one of the games that like, I genuinely feel like 
I I feel like there is literally nothing I have ever played that is like this game. And the uniqueness of that pushes it really, really far for me. This is a game that I came back and I thought about over and over and over again when I played it, uh, probably sometime in like April or May. It is just, I keep saying this is a special game. This is a special game. This is a special game. This is one that uh, I I am sure you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I don't think that there's going to be any in between. I happen to fall on the side of love. Uh, I really think that Genesis Noir is something great. So, I uh, I downloaded it just now <laughs> off of Game Pass. I do plan on playing it. I remember you talking about this initially. I had to have you explain it one more time to remember, but I have a challenge to focus on, unfortunately, but <laughs> kind of like you were saying, it looks unique. It looks beautiful as it is. Like There's nothing else that I've visually seen that's like that. Um, and it just finished downloading, so who knows? I'll give it a shot. After I beat the challenge, so I don't go faceless or beardless. Yes, yeah, don't go beardless. <laughs> um, who was that? That was you. I think that was Austin. Oh, that was me. That was me. That was me. Oh, that was you. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're we're to Austin now. Oh, this is just getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I'm just uh, going to call one out. Unmetal. Nope. Yeah. That <laughs> one wasn't Not happening. Yet. Already tried. Um, audios. <sighs> Let me look. Just throwing darts at the board here. Okay. I can live with audios. <laughs> um, okay. Wait. How much do you love this game? Uh, it is right outside my top 10. Okay. Okay. Then go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I'll explain, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, adios, I think is a very special game. (laughs) Um, no. Uh, So everything that I said about life is strange, true colors is applicable here in, what I mean by that is when your game has very limited gameplay, your story has to be excellent, in my opinion. Audios' story is excellent, I think. It is a rumination on grief, and it is uh, ultimately ends up being sort of a... Um, what would you do with your final hours on earth if you knew you were going to die? And in many ways, that is something that I don't think we think about as a society very much. And I think it is something that we should think about uh, because we don't know when we're going to pass. And when we do, we leave an impression behind and this game kind of deals with that 
And there were parts in this game that really, uh, really shook me up emotionally. Um, so just to interject real quick, because what you're saying right now is really resonating because unfortunately that's something that I think about far too often. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's death as a whole is something that is just always on my mind or right around the corner in some way, shape or form. And it's just unfortunately an obsessive thought. And one of the things that I frequently think about are if I knew if I had 24 hours left to live, what would I do with them? That's a question that I ask myself. And every time that I ask myself that question, it's a different answer. Um, I genuinely don't know. And it's a terrifying thought. So are you, is this kind of what that is? I mean, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so basically the story is, uh, a pig farmer who cleans up, um, uh, for the mafia, basically he, uh, he works for the mafia and they bring him bodies and his pigs, you know, obviously eat through the bodies and everything like that. And he has decided that he doesn't want to do it anymore. And what that means is they can't let him live because he knows, you you know what I mean? Like he, he knows, uh, and, from there, there are little bits and stories that just are told and you kind of see them and they are, I, it's really, it really is some of the best writing in a game this year. Um, there are notes of like, uh, little things about like talking about regrets or, uh, there's, um, there's little stories about talking about like, your like your neighbors who aren't around anymore and stuff like that. And um, there is a little undercurrent of uh, I, I don't want to say um, I, I, there's a little bit of like self doubt and um, like not knowing whether or not you're going to make it to you know if if you're if you think that there is a heaven whether or not you'll actually make it there um there's this game is is very special it uh it emotionally resonated with me very hard um i'm sad to see it go but again there are games that uh i would like to see go higher unfortunately yeah now i just feel bad again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> come on man D- yeah. don't feel too bad don't feel too bad i uh, no, it's gone though i oh, wow i added it to the steam wish list i uh i kind of want to play that one knowingly uh knowing what it's going to probably do to me emotionally it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna hit hard i think yeah um your turn it's my turn all right um, I'm looking here, I'm looking here. How? All right, how are we feeling about Riders of Public now? All Damn. right, Damn it. I knew the second time you asked, I'd probably have to give it up. Um, 
You don't you don't necessarily have to. I just there are games on here that I am positive are going to make it higher on your list. Yeah. I Man. feel like Riders Republic is probably closer to like like if it's not your top five, it's probably somewhere around like six or seven. No, it's definitely top five. Um, okay, okay. It was such a blast, dude. This is something that I browse sales on the PS5 every time there is one. Like every week, I'll look for new things. And of course, this week, as of you know us recording this, they're doing the holiday sale until January 5th. And uh, Sabrina and I were looking. It was a few, a few days before Christmas, and we were just browsing. And she was like, you know what? Because we were watching like different trailers and stuff, and she saw Riders Republic with me, and she saw how much I was interested in it. She's like, just get it. It's a Christmas present. So super sweet of her to do that, even though I do beat her. And <laughs> uh, I just immediately delved into it and I didn't think that I would enjoy, would enjoy it as much as I do. It's a really simplistic idea and maybe that's why I like it and it resonates with me so much. It's just because it's fun. It's mindless fun. It essentially, I love and always have loved extreme sports growing up. I either partook in them or I watched them in some facet and it was just a big part of my life. My dad was the driving factor in that. He was what gave me uh, that side of my personality that just had that addiction to it. Um, So I jump into this game and growing up, I really enjoyed playing SSX. And of course, now I enjoy playing Forza Horizon and it kind of combined the two. Um, and of course, when I say SSX, I'm also throwing in mountain biking and wingsuits and stuff like that, but the freedom to do whatever I want, once you broke out of the game's introduction is absolutely incredible because I can snowboard down a mountain, jump off the side of it. And I can see that I'm falling towards rocks, can't snowboard down that. So I can switch to a mountain bike, like midair, like transition to it, land on the fucking rocky surface and I can keep going. And it's a, it's a lot of fun to find that balance. And if I finish the line and I get to the bottom of the mountain, no shit, what's left to do? I can literally flip open, get my wingsuit and I can take off like from the ground. There's like a set of rockets on the side of it or whatever. And it's incredible to fly around. That giant map is such a blast the freedom to traverse it and do the events and races and like stunts and all that, that I want to do. It's so much fun. And I don't know why I didn't give it more thought before. Like I remember watching the Ubisoft event. Didn't we all watch it together? Uh, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I remember seeing that and I was like, that's a fucking bore. (laughs) Like I did not think it was going to be anything. And sitting here at the end of the year, it made it into my top five. And I, I still, like, every day I'll go back and it's just dabble a little here and there. They have everything I want. Um, I, I have no complaints about the game. It's, like I said, it's very simplistic. You shouldn't open it expecting to find some massive story or anything like that. It is what it is. It's an extreme sports game built around races and the freedom to traverse this giant, giant open map that combines different landmarks throughout the world into one area. 
it's just a lot of fun. That actually sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually really interested to play this. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've heard nothing but good things, and then Dylan just kind of sold me on it again. I, I need yeah. to definitely try this out. It is mindless fun, and that's what's so good about it. That is definitely something I'm going to be looking for on uh, like on sale sometime yeah. soon. It's on sale now uh, on the really? PlayStation 5. Um, that's, it's just it's a blast, man. Um, oh, yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Sweet. All right, Riders Republic. Um, okay, Austin. Yes. Or no, Dylan. It is I. This sucks. I was I was probably gonna you know sacrifice that on my turn. Now I actually have to choose one of your games. <laughs> um, well, someone's games. Let's see. I don't. Oh God. I think. I think it's um, time we cut. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I th- is it time? I think it's time. Okay. I, I really would like to see it make our top 10, but also I'm the only one who played it. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is kind of special because everyone knows how much you love the Metal Gear Solid series. So tell us why we're cutting Unmetal now. Okay. Uh, Unmetal is a fucking blast, man. The, this game... Uh, part of the reason that I think that it works so well is let me, uh, let me ask you guys something. When's the last time that a video game made you like full on fucking belly laugh, like just laugh from like your core, dude, Mm, it's been a hot man. So hot minute. It's been recently. I'll actually get to talk about it soon. Okay, okay. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Outside of that, when is the last time, truly? And it's been, like Austin said, a very hot minute. Yeah, it it just, it does not, like, I think before this game, uh, because I actually think that the game you're talking about, Dylan, is going to make it further on this list, because part part of the reason being that it did make me laugh. Um, but uh, yeah, before I played Unmetal, um the last time that I can really remember laughing, like really, really laughing was the South park stick of truth. Um, and that, that game was what? 2017, 2016. I think mine might've been, I just, because I like the stick of truth is older than that, bro. Is it? Is it? That game came out when I was in high school. Is fractured butthole. One of them too. Uh, fractured butthole. I actually never played, but yeah. Yeah. Stick of truth is uh 2014. Holy shit, shit, dude. That's a fucking lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my time laughing is probably like Borderlands 3 or something. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, w- with that said, Unmetal's writing is some of the funniest fucking writing uh, like that I have experienced in a game maybe ever. Uh, it had me absolutely rolling because the the comedy really fucking sets the tone for like what this game is obviously but it really lampoons not just metal gear but like gaming in general there are moments in this game that i was just like 
I've seen this in another game before. Uh, why, you know, like, why does it make sense there? But it like here it's, it's being used as like a, a point of like, I mean, again, comedy, like it's one of those things. It's like, this really doesn't make sense sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, but there's these other little things that just, I, I kind of think that this game is actually really just a good game. Also, like I, I, I do think that the, um, the writing really, really shines. Uh, but the game itself is actually a really solid, really fun action stealth game. Um, I think that it has an incredible voice cast. Like I think everyone here is just doing a really, really great job. I think that a lot of the supporting characters are just as good as the main character. Um, I think that the sound is really good and the music is really good. Uh, and th there's also something I think to be said about the fact that this game launched, uh, in it's 1.0 state and wasn't buggy. Like you, you can't find that in video games today. Even, even indie titles, man get launched and they have like fucking bugs out the ass. This, I don't think I played it on day one, but I don't remember having to download an update for this. I, I remember being able to launch it after I bought it and boom, it worked right out the fucking gate. And there's something I really think that needs to be said about that. Um, yeah, it's a great game. Uh, I, I really, I, I wish that I could have seen it go higher, but I just don't know how much higher it could have gone with the, with the remaining games we have on our list. Um, it's great. Worth your money. I'm sorry for yet another one of your losses. <clears throat> uh, again, I, I'm the only one who played games this year, so. <laughs> yeah. Or at least any worth being on this list. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. So that puts us at Austin's turn. Nope. Yeah. It wasn't Unmetal your pick. Oh, yeah. But I just let you talk about it. That's right. Oh, LOL. LOL. But I'll I'll go again if you want me to. <laughs> All right, Dylan or Austin. See, he almost said it. I, um, I, did, I did almost say it. What are we at? We're at twelve. We're at twelve. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take one for the team. Uh oh. Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster. Oh boy. It is time for it to go. I'm honestly just excited it made it to top 12. I'm kind of surprised. Not going to lie. did not expect a HD port well, to get this far. Well, that's what I felt like Strikers. I felt like that was a do-not-touch game for you. <laughs> um, I mean, so... <clears throat> I Over the course of this year, I fucking fell in love with Persona, and it was fucking awesome, and... Um, I saw that they had, uh, back in May, they had released a, um, uh, an HD remaster of Shin Megami Tensei 3, and I had always heard from people who were very heavily into those games that 
Shin Megami 3 was their favorite. So I was like, okay, that kind of seems like a good place to dip my feet into the water. Um, and I think what holds this game back so much is even with all the new polish they added to it and uh, the new... They they added a new difficulty um, to make it more accessible because this game is really fucking hard, dude. Like, even on the easiest difficulty you can still get randomly one shot that will revert you back to your last save. And it is so fucking annoying. Um, but this game is extremely punishing and, and the, the port did a good job at making it a, a little more accessible, uh, to people who wanted to try it. Um, but I, no matter how much polish they added to it, like this game still feels very dated. Um, it originally came out in, as far as the U.S. is concerned, in uh, 2002 on the PlayStation 2. And you just, you can tell. Uh, it's very clunky. It's very awkward. Um, I think the only time the game really feels fully fluid is in the battle scenes. But even those still, like, the, the character animations are so stiff and it just, it looks so awkward and clunky. Um, but... If you if you are a fan of JRPGs in the slightest, I definitely think you should give this game a try. Um, it, I don't think it's as good as Persona, and I, I'm sure some people fucking hate hearing that, but I, I, I can let it go at 12. It was a great game, but I can let it go. <clears throat> All right. Oh, boy. That was, again, not something I was expecting. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, that brings it back to me. All right. I'm looking at what we got here. A lot of these are still mine. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. All right. I'm gonna make the cut for number eleven. Death. Can you guys which? Guess which one it is? Uh, Death's Door. It's Death Loop. Rest in oh. peace. Rest in peace, indeed. Uh, all right. So, Death Loop. I was 100% positive that this was going to be my game of the year. I just fucking knew it in my bones. This was going to be a masterpiece of game design and. It was going to be exactly everything that I fucking wanted in, out of an arcane game. Um, and in many ways, I think that it is. Uh, I think that this is easily the best, uh, like in terms of art direction, this is the best art design that an arcane game has had. And I really fucking love Dishonored. Um, from a acting and like uh like narrative standpoint i kind of think that this is one of the better games that um arcane has ever done uh now to be fair i have not finished the story and i've heard that it kind of takes uh, a dive like right near the end so take my recommendation on the story with a grain of salt um i have not finished the game I think that this game is a lot of fun to play uh, in in certain regards. Um, 
I think where it falls for me and why it doesn't make it higher on the list is that I, I do think that some of the stuff that it does, I, I kind of feel like has been done better in, in other games. Uh, like I think that the, the kind of roguelike almost, almost roguelike the, like the time loop mechanic, um, has been done better in other games. I think it's from what I understand been done better by arcane in, um, the, uh, what was the moon, m- moon crash, moonfall? I, I don't remember, but the, uh, the add on to pray, um, I didn't, I never played it. So I don't a hundred percent know. Uh, but I, when it comes down to it, there's something about this game that, as much as I think this was supposed to be Arcane's best game, it doesn't end up being Arcane's best game, which is a little bit uh, sad for me because I do love Dishonored so much, uh, and I love I love Prey. The 2016 or 2017 Prey is so 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 good. It's that that's a that's a fucking masterpiece. That that game is real fucking good. Um and this game sadly for me just did not quite reach that same high. Uh I do think that this game is very good. I really really think this game is very very good. But there's just sadly I'm looking at the list and I'm looking at other games that I have in my top 10 and the rest that are on here definitely outweigh it. So I think it's got to go here at number 11. All right. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Cause now it's really getting down to the, to the tough shit. The real tough shit. All right. Is, are, is it number 10? It is number 10. All right. You ready to cut Pokemon, Austin? Nope. What the fuck? Nope. <laughs> I can't take one of his games. Nope. I'm not cutting one of mine. You can take one of mine. Uh, uh, but, any, but, but anyone? Uh, not anyone. Damn it. <laughs> he said very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are several games that are, they're going to make it into the top five. Awesome. I, I will be pushing for them. Fuck. But, okay. Um, but there are games that I don't, because we are in the top 10. I, I kind of don't mind them being cut <sighs> where they are. Like making it into the top 10 is a fucking achievement. Yeah. Um, so. So. I mean. Do you want me to offer one up for you? I'm trying to study the list and see which one you're most likely to give up. I got one. Hold on. Let me just make sure. All right. What about Death's Door? We can get rid of Death, Death's Door. Okay. Um. All right. Goddamn. GD. Death's Door, this game is real fucking cute. I really fucking like this game a lot. 
Uh, and uh, what I said about it in my, um, oh, excuse me, in my uh, written sort of top 10 that is over on sorechomp.com. Uh, go check that out. I'm a published author. Um, what I said about it over there, I think it really is the case. I think when you look at the aesthetic of this game and you title it Death's Door, it isn't – they're incongruous. And I think that a lot of people saw the name Death's Door and were like, huh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, and probably got even f- like <sighs> further overlooked – when people said that the that the developer of this was the developer of Titan Souls, uh, which is a little game from I want to say 2014 that was on the Vita and the PS3, and uh, possibly even the PS4, and was tough as tough as nails, uh, but was a lot of fun. Um, and I think when you look at that, people were thinking that this is some. Um, almost like Dark Souls type game. And it isn't. Uh, it is challenging in some, in some ways, uh, but I think that this game got overlooked by critics. Uh, from my research, only four major publications, uh, like GameSpot, uh, IGN, those, those types of things, um, only four major publications reviewed Death Store. That's a fucking travesty. Uh, the sales from this game, from what I could gather, weren't uh, particularly high. Um, it sold well, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, just jumping. Ugh, what, what am I trying to say here? It wasn't jumping out the, uh, out the gate as like a, this is selling millions of copies sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I think that this game is really cute. It has a lot of really charming, uh, writing in it. It has some really, really great looking visuals. And I, I, I noticed that it does take a lot of inspiration from Zelda and those, the sort of top down 2d Zeldas. And that just works for me. Like, I really think that like the design philosophy behind those Zelda games. I mean, it even carries over into the 3d games to a certain degree, but the whole, like go to this area and it's going to be a dungeon, go to this area it's going to be a dungeon. And each boss that you defeat is going to give you a new weapon to take on the next one. I, I think that that stuff really fucking works for me. And when you add in this awesome little story about a little crow going to take souls to death's door, you get something that's really special. Um, I, I really like this game a lot. Uh, and for a team of two people, I, th- I think they had some contract workers uh, on this, but for a team of two people, um, this game is uh, like it's it's a marvel. 
Uh, I, I don't know how they they managed to to really kind of do what they did, but it is very good. I really like this game a lot, um, and I think it's a must play. And now we're to the single digits. <laughs> and now we're inside of our top ten. Oh God! Okay, Austin. Hey. He's looking at the list. I know. It's not easy. Well, for me, it would be, but he says no. No, I honestly didn't know it was my turn, but uh, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> um, fuck, dude. I don't. I like I almost want to say Sable, but I remember you speaking like I feel like <laughs> I remember you speaking so highly. Sable's making it further. Yeah. I, I'm gonna stump for Sable. Um I mean Pokemon is right there, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, to be totally fair, that is his number one game of the year. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's great that you don't. It's staying. All right. Thing is, is I don't think it's staying for too much longer. <laughs> There's some good games on here. Uh, fuck it, I'll let it go now. Because um, uh, I don't have any argument for the rest of these games of why it should be higher. Well, hang on just one second. Before we do that, there are one, two, three. Hang on. Wait. One, two, three, four. Okay. There are four games on here that I am relatively positive only I played. Mm-hmm. Three of them I am going to be stumping to make at least top seven. Mm-hmm. But one I think I can live with giving up. It's not Sable. It's not Resident Evil Village. Fuck. It's either Ender Lilies or fucking Hitman 3. Um, I'm going to say Ender Lilies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just name Josh's whole list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I need to let it go. Because I am the only one who played it. <clears throat> um, yeah. All right. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but uh, I'm, I'm okay with letting it go. Okay, we'll let it go. <laughs> All right. Inner Lilies, Quietest of Nights is my number four game of the... Or wait, actually, hang on. Let me see. Because I rejiggered these <laughs> last night. It is my, oh, okay. It's my number six game of the year. Um, it actually dropped out. It was number four. Uh, and then I, last night, started thinking about where, where these things actually were going to end up and what games I really, really loved and what had emotional responses for me. And I really like Ender Lilies. I really think that it is one of the best 
uh, Metroidvanias that I played this year. Um, the art style and design is just, I, I mean, fucking, it's, it's chef's kiss. Like, the art design behind this game is so fucking good. And that's honestly part of the reason that I wanted to play it. Because uh, I, I like Metroidvanias, but this was, like, they're not at the top of my list, right? They are not, like, games that I'm, like, dying to fucking play all the time. Um, but this caught my eye, and I was like, this looks really good. This is something that I think I would want to play. And not only is the art design real fucking good, the music is just superb. Uh, it's mostly piano based, uh, but there's some orchestral stuff in there. And like when you get near the end of the game, there is like stuff like where it, the very last level before you get to the final boss is just this like soft throbbing, like drum. And it sounds like a fucking heartbeat. And it is, it, really tears into like the ideas that the story is trying to reference and what the gameplay is trying to reference. And I loved every minute of the gameplay. The gameplay feels like, uh, what would happen? I think if you took a souls game and try to make it into uh 2d, but added even more like elements to the combat because the way that you go about playing this game is very much the way I feel about Hitman or Deathloop. Um, I, I don't want to say or like Horizon because that's not quite what I'm saying. But like uh, one of the one of the running themes throughout my game of the year list, like my my personal top 10 was the ability to kind of do whatever or take on any situation however you wanted and ender lilies really let you do that with all kinds of experimentation you can run through that game using only three abilities that you get or you can go through and like use all of them at any given time like it really it really lets you experiment and find out how you want to play the game and I loved that. I love close to everything about this game. Um, yeah, this is very good. It's very, very good. I can't say enough about it. Um, this is uh, another must play. It's definitely still on my list. Um, I'm sad I didn't get to play it this year. Because I, I think it would have wound up higher on on this list had both of us played it maybe yeah i think so too thanks austin um, you're welcome yeah all right we're looking at number eight and i am looking at whose turn is it? it's dylan's right no it's mine oh yeah i just gave you indra lilies mm. yeah. that's what happens to me i that's why i always think it's my turn yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I do think that Pokemon probably deserves to be just a tad bit higher because 
It is one of Austin's, if not, no, it, it is Austin's game of the year. Um, how are we feeling about Guardians of the Galaxy? Negative. Okay. Ooh. How are we feeling about Halo Infinite? Fine. Negative. Okay. <laughs> hmm. How are we feeling about Resident Evil 8? No. <laughs> no, sir. Okay. Halo Infinite, then. If you want to cut Pokemon, I would be fine with it. Okay. But it's but Halo Infinite is your number three and Pokemon is your number one. Yeah, that's why I'm confused. So <clears throat> Pokemon is my number one for a very separate reason. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with it because you guys know my feeling on Pokemon. <laughs> if you want to cut it, cut it. Um go for it. Dylan's obviously okay with it because he's been shouting it for like the last three turns. All right, I. Mm. Shit. <laughs> Just let it go, man. Um, we're at number eight. You haven't played it yet, right? No. Yeah, I I beat it. Huh? I, I beat Halo Infinite. Oh, no, no. I was talking oh, about Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. No, no, yeah. no. I, I have not played it yet. Yeah. I was like, what? So we're <laughs> definitely in no one infinite. Um, fuck, this is, this is real hard. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Number eight on our game of the year list is Sable. I think Sable is one of those games that in... 10 years, people will be calling it the best game of the generation. Mm. I found myself just enraptured with Sable. Um, it starts obviously with the art design. This is one of the most unbelievably beautiful looking games I have ever seen in my life. I don't know what you would call it, but it's very distinctive. Uh, it has like a almost cell shaded type vibe to it. Um, I, I really don't know what you would call this art design. Uh, but that brings you in. Then you've got this really just exceptional soundtrack from uh, Japanese Breakfast. And that is just beautiful. And in, in some ways, like uh, I don't want to say haunting, but like it is one of those things that like 
really brings you like into the world and like gets gets stuck in the back of your head and like I I could probably play the game without the sound on and hear the music for this game. <clears throat> um I think that the writing is just superb. Um, there is no like actual dialogue in this. Uh, instead it's all kind of said and heard from, well, not heard, but it's all kind of like portrayed as if it's coming from, it's all coming from Sable's, um, uh, point of view. So it'll be, it'll say stuff like, uh, Elizabeth says this or, um, her eyes, you know, dart this way or, or, or stuff like that. So it's all, it tells you about the body language and what Sable thinks these characters are saying as opposed to what the characters are actually saying. Um, and I, I think that the conversations are very just warm and homely and are really kind of funny, uh, in, in some ways. Um, and there's a lot to be said, I think, about the themes that this game goes with, because even though it has a story, the story is very kind of sparse. Uh, it, it's not one of those things. It's not one of those games that like uh, overwhelms you with stuff to do, even though it's an open world title. It says, hey, here is uh a coming of age story where you have to go and figure yourself out. You have to figure out what you want to do in the world. You have to figure out what it means to live and uh, be in this world. And I think that that is something that does not get done a lot. Um, I'm really sad to see this game go. Um, but it is. I'm more a, surprised that you let it go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I th- there are only, there are only a couple more games that I would cut above it. And I don't think that they were going anywhere. Um, and I, and I feel bad cutting Pokemon because it is Austin's number one. Uh, but you know, here we are. Sable is an, is an excellent game. It it really is excellent, and you 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 can have it last for as long as you want it to, or you can end it as short as like it it can be as short as you want it to. Uh, you can play it for as as much time as you want, just taking in the world, or you can be done with it in forty five minutes and say that was a cool little time. Um, yeah, it's, it is, uh, it is superb. Um, really, really special game. It has to go at eight. Dylan. I do. I do want to play it now. I, you should, you should, (laughs) uh, Dylan, it is your turn. Pokemon. Okay. Hello. Okay. Okay. 
Mm. I feel a little shitty about this personally because it is so high on his list, but I also fucking hate Pokemon, so <laughs> I don't hate Pokemon. I don't know why I just said that. Yeah. It's uh it was a great game. But it was. He said Halo Infinite ranks higher in a different way, so I chose the lesser of two evils because this is also my game too. So uh you're probably gonna feel like shit for that in like five seconds. Um maybe. I don't know. So I these games landed so high on my list, not not really for anything like particularly about them themselves. It's about your um, daughter, probably. Well, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> obviously I was super excited when this got announced because I'm pretty sure I've said it here on the show before. I think that Gen 4 and Gen 5 were Pokemon at its peak, and I think it's been nothing but a steep downhill since then. Um, do I still enjoy it? Yeah, and I probably always will. I'll probably always be a mindless consumer for that franchise, and I'm kind of cool with that. Um, but the like the the excitement on Josie's face when we were in the store getting our copies and on the way home, um, when we got out of the car, got in the house, sat down, started playing together like that. Um, I'm pretty sure the last time I talked about this game, I, I talked about this too, but, uh, uh, I've always been like really scared about my relationships with my children. Um, I think that's always been like, or ever since I've had kids, that's, that's been my biggest fear is because uh, now that my dad is gone, I don't have anything. Like, I don't have anything from him. I don't have anything physical. I don't have memories. I don't have anything. And little things like this, like, I know that if something were to happen to me tomorrow, Josie might not have anything physical, but she will, she will always have that memory of how excited the both of us were together when we were picking those games up and getting them home and playing them together all fucking day on launch day. And I, that, that really hit me in a way that I don't think any other game that came out this year had the chance to. I thought the games were good. (laughs) They were very good. It took me back. I don't have anywhere near like the relationship that you had with Josie, but going into my relationship with Sabrina, I knew that her favorite generation was gen four. One of the first things we talked about was Pokemon. Um, just something we both had an interest in. So getting to be there on launch day and her be able to like play her. That was kind of her childhood game. That was her favorite game. Mm -hmm. Um, getting to watch her replay that and see everything, but like how she, how she pictured herself seeing it back then, but like getting to actually see her, uh, like have that experience now, that was a lot of fun. Um, it didn't make it as high, high onto my list as it did for you. That's just, I enjoyed the other things for different reasons. Um, this was, I mean, it's still Pokemon at its core. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about what goes further from here, but Definitely an experience. It was an experience outside of Pokemon. 
I'll say that. Mm-hmm. For sure. But still very much involved with it. So a lot of fun, but adios. And I, I, I will, I can't admit that the games remaining on this list, I I would say from what I've seen and what I've played, I, I would consider to be a better experience than this. Um, it's just the personal ties behind it that I had to go with it for my number one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. That means it is your turn, Austin. Mm. What is our number six game of the year? Well, I guess I'm going to call Halo Infinite. Um, I mean, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I kind of do yeah. want it to be at least in the top five, though. Yeah. But I don't really think that there is... <sighs> there is... That's That's a hard fight. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, uh, that is a hard yeah, because there's there is one game on here that I think I would cut before Halo Infinite, but I don't think it's going to fly with no, it's either not. of you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said with either of you, so what is it? Yeah. Is it Resident Evil Village? The fuck no. It's Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's not going to fly. It's okay. Let's go ahead and go with Halo I Infinite. Cool with that. Nah, it's all good. All right. Uh, all right. Um, Halo Infinite. Oh, uh, I guess I'll talk about it first. Halo <laughs> is great. Uh, Halo Infinite is a straight up fucking return to form after the shit show that was Halo 5. Everything about yeah. this game is fucking awesome. Um, my only knock on Halo 5 I or Infinite is I think that um, some of the story stuff that it does uh, doesn't necessarily land uh, the way that it should. Um, I really think that uh, it kind of crumbles under the weight of everything that came before it because it has to tie a, tie in stories from Halo 5 and from uh, Halo Wars 2. And because of that, it feels like it's got like a whole bunch of baggage attached to it. And it starts to like not crumble, but you can definitely see the strain on, you know, the bag because it's pushing so much into the story. Um, But the, but it's so much fun and the open world nature of the campaign really does make you feel like you're playing that original halo again. I, I, mm. I really think that like they did a really phenomenal job of making you feel like you're playing the opening mission of halo combat evolved or not the opening mission, but like the, the first one that's, um, on the ring. On the ring. Yeah. Um, and the multiplayer is so fucking good. The multiplayer okay. really fucking nailed what Halo was supposed to feel like. It's it's no longer the the fucking Call of Duty shit from four and five, and even Reach to an extent. Mm. Um, this really goes back to the glory days of Halo and the sandbox style gameplay from two and three, and 
I, I love Halo Infinite. I, I think mm-hmm. that that game is real, real fucking good. The <clears throat> I can't really speak so much for the campaign. I think I'm only about four hours into it. Um, but the multiplayer, I have just been playing non-fucking-stop. Um, yeah. I, it's fuck. It's so good. Like it just feels it, like it. Like you said, it literally just feels like Halo. Like it feels like what Halo has always. Like it feels like what four and five wanted to be, but couldn't. And it just it feels very good, and I like it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Dylan, do you have anything to add? No, I. I said it a few weeks ago, the multiplayer is not doing it for me, really. Um, it's just, I know it's what a lot of people are liking, but I'm just not feeling it. But the campaign, on the other hand, from what I have played, and probably right along the side of Austin, um, that's going a lot better. I, I enjoy where it's going so far. I'm excited to finish it. I'm, I'm going to give it a restart at uh, probably January, I think, because I started it a little too early for this challenge. But... um. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play it and beat the beat it for the FPS category we had this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, uh, Halo Infinite at number six. All right. Uh, so that was who? Who was that? I think that was Austin. Yeah, Austin. it was me. Wait, hang on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Austin. Okay. Um, all right, so it's my turn. Oh, God. <sighs> this is where the bloodbath starts. Um, <clears throat> hit Hitman Three. Oh, uh, I'm going to sacrifice Hitman Three because. Um, I want some more games to go further. Uh, or actually, hang on. Mm, no, I am going to stick this here because I am the only one who played it. But I do want to put a pin in this because um, I want to gauge something before we go further on how we're feeling. All right. Um, all right. So Hitman three Hitman or I didn't say it last time. Stable was my number four game of the year. Hitman three is my number three game of the year. Um, simply put, Hitman three is exceptional in everything that it tries to do. It leads or it leans really heavily into the absurdity of the series and the irreverence of the series while also managing to add a really kind of cool and compelling story, uh, which the Hitman series isn't necessarily known for. And uh, like I said earlier about Ender Lilies, this game just straight up begs you to um, like be inventive and to do your own thing. It is insanely replayable. And the level design and creativity and the experimentation is just, it's top notch. There, there was not another game like it 
if I'm being honest, to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hitman 3 is is just, it straight up is game of the year material. Um, I love this game. Uh, and I think that it earns extra bonus points for me because of the fact that I wasn't a huge fan of Hitman 1 or 2. I tried them both. And for whatever reason, they just, they did not click for me. And this one totally did. Um, and I think that there's something to also be said about, <clears throat> and I, I said this in the, um, the sword chomp write up. This game is full of value. If you owned Hitman one and two, they were packaged in with three, all of the levels, so you could play them in the updated engine. If you owned the DLC, they could also be brought over for for you know for those other two games. Then every I, th- I want to say it was like month, they were adding new things for you to do, new like storyline missions and and stuff like that. With like a whole, there was a a, a content pat that was made up of seven different things all based around the seven deadly sins. The amount of stuff that you're getting with Hitman three is just, it's fucking crazy. There is so much content in this game. Uh, and it's totally worth it. I, I, I think that it's, um, an exceptional game. I really do. Uh, but it, I, I guess it needs to go out here because I am the only one who played it. So you're also the only one that played Resident Evil Eight. Uh, yes, but that is not going out at number four. Okay, should have gone out at number five. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, this is this is difficult. Are you okay with Forza? Um, hmm. did did we all three play Forza? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm playing it right now. Um, uh, I don't think Austin liked it as much as we did, Dylan. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I don't know. I like it. I like it enough to be currently playing it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's totally fair. Um, all right, so Forza Horizon 3, where does it sit on your, is it, it's in your top five, right? Yeah, it's my number three. Okay. Um, so, so you said you're good with it? Um, God damn it. (laughs) What what was Austin's? Mm. All right, e- yeah, fuck it. <clears throat> All right, okay. So this was a great game. I mean, I was I loved Force Horizon Four. I loved everything about it. Loved the environment and just the races across um, the English countryside. It was beautiful. Um, But Mexico stepped it up on another level. I didn't, 
I didn't know how much diversity in the landscapes they could include in Mexico. Cause when I think of that, obviously I have this preconceived notion of desert, which it did have a lot of, but it just delivered this absolutely beautiful and remarkable landscape that I could drive through just for literal hours on end and be happy. I don't have to be racing. I can just be accumulating points and having a blast exploring the absolutely beautiful world. Um, it's a lot like what uh, Riders Republic did for me. But everything that Horizon 5 managed to do this year in terms of stepping up the scale of the events that you're taking place in, like I will, it's one of my biggest talking points about the game. The fact that the first thing that you do is fucking dropping cars out of airplanes to land on the ground, crash and just race. And then it has this epic badass race across the drag strip for your intro ceremony. And of course you're the winner. And then like the first big event you're doing, you're, you're racing against wingsuits, like all within the first hour, it sets up these just absolutely incredible events that just continue to progress throughout the game the further you go and it just delivers in every way and i'm i know it's not an original soundtrack but i love the soundtrack in this game i love being able to vibe through different channels and just have a great time it's it's so much fun and i can say so much more about it but now you get to hear josh's side of it (laughs) uh i mean you nailed everything that I would say about it. Um, it's just Forza Horizon five is my number two game of the year. Damn. Um, it, I, it straight up when I was, when I was going through and I was looking at my list and, and rethinking things last night, um, it almost, it almost gained number one for me. Holy shit. I can't stop playing this fucking game. Um, like every day I'm checking in to make sure that I have gotten the new daily reward or the new, um, making sure that I'm up to date on, on the seasonal stuff to, you know, so then I can get the, the seasonal rewards that are coming along with it. I am constantly checking this game. I play it every day. Uh, even if it's only for like 15 minutes, I'm, I'm in here and I'm, I'm doing a race or two. I'm, I'm doing a, uh, you know, a, a, a publicity event or two. I'm, I'm in love with Forza Horizon 5. Uh, it is so fucking fun. It is the epitome of fun. Um... I would have really honestly liked to see this get out of game of the year. Fuck. I wish you would have told me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love this game. I I really, I really fucking love Forza Horizon five. Um, well, damn. Yeah. That's a hard cut. Awesome game. That is a very hard cut. All right. Uh, so, it, it is on Papa Stevens. <sighs> All right, Dylan. It's either Guardians or Ratchet. Okay. Sayonara, Ratchet. 
shit, really. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Absolutely. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, man. Uh... And that sets it up because I know what's winning game of the year <laughs> at this point. But I will totally cut Ratchet right now if it means Guardians gets number two. Oh, uh, well, I mean, there is something to be said about uh, Village not getting number one. I mean, we all I'm the only one who played it. That's true. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it should be cut right now. <laughs> uh, but what I am saying is uh, I, I do think that there should be something to be said about um, where we're sitting because Ratchet Ratchet is number five for me. Um, yeah. It's my number so, two. It's your number two, and it is Austin's number two. Um, Austin, where so your top five doesn't include Guardians? Where would Guardians rank for you? Guardians would honestly probably be a solid six. Okay, it's number nine for me. Um, so all inside the top ten. Oh, this sucks. What it oh I don't think so, oh shit fuck <laughs> got the heebie jeebies from thinking about that one huh yeah I'm just you tell me Austin I'm very willing to <laughs> I don't know it depends I mean are you willing to cut village <laughs> Riding on Josh here. The silence is fucking deafening. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel his bloodthirsty rage. I no, no, it's it's not that. It's more so that like I hate to do this. Like I hate to be this fucking guy. I Resident Evil Village is my number one game. Mm. Um But I'm the only one who played it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put my number one game at the top just because it's my number one game. I mean, I do, right? Like that's the whole yeah. kind of the whole point of this. Like, but at the end of the day, our game of the year should probably be something that we all played. Mm-hmm. I would also not like Resident Evil Village to be the runner-up because if it is the runner-up, I would really fucking just have preferred it to be the winner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll just call it now. We'll so, go Guardians, Resident Evil, no, and Ratchet. we are not going. That's the complete. Ant- that's the opposite of what he said. I will bite the bullet. And put Resident Evil Village at number three. I'll take okay. that chopping. Okay. Um, but in in that spirit, that's. Mm. I think that we should put Ratchet at number one. It's really unfortunate. I can, I can get behind that. The, the reason I say this is not because I hate Guardians of the Galaxy, but I do know that Ratchet is top five for me, 
top five for you and top five for Austin. Yeah. And Guardians only made your t- top five. Did not make either our top fives. That's fair. I don't like it <laughs> at all, but it's fair. Sounds- <laughs> now we could fuck this up. And we could put Forza Rise 5 at number one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just hurt. throwing out options there because, yeah. Uh, again, I I would, if you guys wanted to let me give Resident Evil Phyllis game of the year, I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat. I'd love that fucking game. No, if I don't get it for Guardians, you don't get it for Village. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, settling. Exactly. I'm settling. I'm settling. Yeah. I almost want to give it to you because of how bad I feel like I fucked you last year. No, yeah, that's okay. No, nah, it really didn't because Ghost of Shima was a great game anyway. Yeah, that yeah. is true. It was a great game. Uh, Fantastic but, game. But let me let me throw a, a wrench in this real quick. Okay. Forza Horizon 5 is my number two game of the year. It is your number three game of the year. It would be Austin's probably, what, number seven? Number eight? Austin. What? Guardians? Uh, Forza. 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 Yeah, I would say seven. Okay. I think Forza... This is me personally. I think Forza is better than Ratchet and Clank. So let's put Ratchet and Clank at number four then. If we put Ratchet and Clank at four, we can put Forza at one. We all played it. We all love it. And then we could put Guardians at two. I would prefer that. That's a fun game of the year. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. That's pretty great. No arguments here. We're all, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't. That's we're we're good with that. I'm good, good with that. Okay. <laughs> Cuz rat like I don't know. It's my feelings not ne- haven't changed, but they've just dissipated a bit since I've initially played it. Mm-hmm. Guardians swept my heart. I'll say that. I'm glad I got it in here at the end of the year. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, we did make some moves, so let's talk about our now number four game of the year, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, you two really, really love this game, so y'all take it away. Dylan, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts on it, because I don't want my, me saying that my feelings have dissipated. I don't want that to deter anyone from thinking that I no longer like the game, because I do. It's just more recent things have really swept my heart. And Ratchet and Clank was my first game in the series, and it was a great introduction. Like, I needed no help in figuring out the backstory. The introduction itself was um, very clear who these friends and foes and everything like that were, and it was really easy to get behind. And coming from someone who has played and loved platformers all of his life, this was a breath of fresh air. Um We've talked about this in multiple podcasts. We have, didn't we do a special on it, Josh? Like, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing about it. So I, I won't go too deep because it is three of us who are about to open up on it. But the platforming itself was just absolutely wonderful. I loved that the worlds themselves did not even, f- they felt so open. And they were all 
eloquently designed. I loved visiting each new place and just exploring the details behind everything, uh, gathering all the collectibles. It was just a really fun time, and it had four super engaging characters that I loved learning everything about. Like I said, this was my first experience uh, with Ratchet and Clank, so I got to learn about those two title characters themselves as I was learning about Rivet and Kit, and it was a wonderful time. And it's it's at my number two spot. I don't mind seeing it at number four um, because anything in the top five is fucking brilliant. So, uh, great game. For sure. Um, <clears throat> kind of echoing off of everything that Dylan just said, uh, I... Not only was this my first game in the in the franchise, um, I typically don't play 3D platformers that aren't Sonic Adventure 1 or 2. Um, and I fucking loved it. I very unexpectedly absolutely loved it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I also really, really loved this game. Um, <clears throat> I mean, again, it, it made my top five. Uh, I, I do think that my feelings on it, on it have cooled in a similar way to, uh, Dylan's just because I think that the overwhelming amount of excellent games that came out here at the, towards the end of the year kind of overshadowed it. Um, that's not to say that, that, that Rift Apart isn't really good. It is. It has some really clever writing. Um, I, I think that the the writing in this is some of the best of the year. Um, I think that the visuals are unmatched. I think Rift Apart is one of the best looking games on the PS five. And unlike what I was saying earlier about um, what was the game? Psychonauts. Psychonauts. uh, This does not feel like it is stuck in a, a date and time. Uh, I feel like even though it is a action platformer that harkens back to the PS2 days, this feels impressive. It feels like a modern game. And uh, yeah, I I loved everything about this. Um, yeah, good game. Real good game. GG. 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 Um. You're thumping for this pretty hard. Or, well, let me talk about Resident Evil Village real quick. Um, all right. So, Resident Evil Village. I love this series. I think that Resident Evil is a series that I have grown up with and fallen more and more in love with <clears throat> with almost every game. Um, here's the thing, though. That doesn't always mean that the games are particularly good and or that they are, like, exciting. And because of that, uh, I have some trepidation when each new one is announced. Like, for instance, I am not the biggest fan of five or six. I think those games are fun and they have some uh, design choices that work in their favor. But as a whole, I think that those games are a little bit underwhelming. 
especially when you consider what came before them. Um, so when seven was announced, I was like, uh, I hope this isn't a, another like subpar entry or whatever. And then they said it was going to be first person. And I was like, that's not Resident Evil. And they were saying all the, like it takes place in Louisiana. And I was like, that's not Resident Evil. Like they were saying all these things. And then I played the demo for seven and I was fucking blown away. And then I played seven and I was fucking blown away. And it really, really brought my love for the franchise back full force. Uh, I mean, alongside obviously the excellent remakes of two and three. Um, but then they started saying stuff about village, uh, when it was going to come out and they were talking about stuff about like the open world and, and how they were aiming for like a more action oriented approach. And, uh, I was still like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for some more resident evil. I, I, I love seven, you know, if they can, if they can manage to evolve that, like I'll be good, but I also was a little bit apprehensive. And then I played the fucking game and I was just blown fucking away by it. Uh, I just, all, all of the stuff that I was apprehensive about, they took away. The open world wasn't really an open world. It's kind of more of like a hub based system. And even within those hubs, like everything felt labyrinthine, like it was all just a maze and it all like kind of connected and disconnected in ways that was like really like surprising to me. And then like the action stuff. Yeah, there were it, it was definitely more action oriented, but that didn't mean that they took away from the horror the way that they did in five and six. In fact, I would go to say that Resident Evil 8 has one of the scariest bits of the entire franchise, just straight up. Um, this game feels like a roller coaster, like a haunted house type thing. And it sets you up with big set pieces and it does everything that it set out to do. And it does it in superb fashion. And I, I, I talked about this when I reviewed the game back in, what, like June, what, whenever it was on, on the podcast. I think that the story for this game is really fucking good. And I really, really do think that a lot of people are overlooking it. And the thing is, is Resident Evil is dumb. Every Resident Evil game is fucking stupid. And this game is really no fucking exception. I, I, when you, when you break down the plot, the game could have been solved in the first 15 minutes of the fucking game and, and been done. But when you dig deeper into what's going on, there are real big thematic elements that really fucking come out about parenting and about, uh, you know, grief and about like, having children and like the grief of having your ch child ripped apart or, or ripped away from you. And like that stuff is in there and it's, I don't even really think that it's necessarily subtle. It's like, it's shoved in your face, 
but it's there and it's something to latch onto other than the dumb shit that is going on in the plot. And I, I started thinking about this a couple of weeks ago when I started recompiling my list and adding new games to it and stuff like that. I really think that there's something here to latch onto with a sort of meta narrative about how Capcom is treating or Capcom is treating this new iteration. And when you look at like Lady D and her three daughters, Resident Evil one, two and three, and how they're all set up in a really like ornate and like orchestral, like castle mansion thing, which straight up just harkens back to the mansion from one and the police station in two and three. Uh, when you look at the fact that uh, Donna Beneviento has the scariest sequence in the game and how Resident Evil 4 is considered the scariest in the series, uh, you know, I, there's stuff here that I really think no one else latched onto and they just said, oh, it's, it's dumb Resident Evil storytelling. Ha ha ha. The story is, you know, Whatever, it's not necessarily a selling point for them, but I don't think that that is fair. I <sighs> Resident Evil Village is a game that made me think about it over and over and over and over again. It is a game that sank its teeth in me and would not let me fucking go. I played through the entire story four times. I played the mercenaries uh, mode repeatedly and I never got bored with it. Not once. I really think that some people will think that I'm fucking crazy that, you know, this isn't game of the year material. You know, it doesn't have, it's, it's, it's not the last of us two, right? It's not one of these games that's trying to tell a dark brooding, like dramatic story or anything like that. It doesn't have the fucking insanely intense combat of Sekiro or like the the really like overall sense of wonder that Breath of the Wild has. OK, doesn't have any of that stuff. This is a game that at face value has nothing that says this is immediately a game of the year contender. And I think that that's fine. I, I think that. It's fine that it doesn't have any of that stuff because when it comes down to what is game of the year is whether or not a game spoke to you and Resident Evil Village fucking spoke to me. I love this game. I think it's game of the year. Uh, I don't know if I can say anything more about it. Uh, I think it's excellent. Yeah. And that says a lot, man, because it beat out some significant titles this year. Like, you've been on, you know, 20-plus games, and a lot of these games gripped you in some way. But for this one to top them all, it says a lot. Resident Evil game or not, like, that's huge. I want to eventually sit down, and I want to play 7, and I want to have that... I, I just never finish it. I don't know what my fucking issue is. But 8 is a game that I've already purchased. I have it ready to go. I just haven't gotten to it. But for it to top out everything else on your list this year that you've had an emotional connection with, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I really wanted to play it, but seven scared me too bad. <laughs> that's a good thing, though. That's, that's how you know it, it did its job. Yeah. yeah. And I want to stay far away from it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's all talk about Guardians, and then we'll we'll knock out the last little things and, and get out of here, because I think we're about to pass the three-hour yeah, mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm very tired. Um. All right, so let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it my turn? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You want it to be. Um, this almost completely didn't get played. I don't recall where we were at. It was very recently that you guys were talking about it, and I, I saw it, and I'm like, why not, right? Like, I bought it this month. And I just gave it a shot. Wasn't interested in it before. I mean, I knew I was going to play it eventually, but it wasn't like on my to-do list. So I just took a shot because you guys actually had me looking into it and I wanted to play it. So here we go. And from the moment I started, <coughs> I could not put it down. I Spider-Man's great. That's exactly what I want from a Spider-Man open world game. It was everything I ever wanted. Marvel's Avengers did nothing for me. I was not interested in the storyline whatsoever. I kind of just played it to get it over with and add it to my 20 games that I never completed this year. I just wanted it done. (laughs) And then I played Guardians, and that is the experience that I wanted from a linear story-driven game that took place in a Marvel universe, and it was about a team I love the Guardians of the Galaxy um, in the movies. That's the only place I ever knew them was the one. I saw the movies and I dabbled in some comics after that. And I just, I loved everything about them. Like that's, it's just a fun superhero movie. And I know fun superhero comic, but I loved it. (coughs) But getting to actually play it and experience it and follow this story that has so much going on underneath the surface um, and truly getting to know every single character that's in the game. And you can take time to get to know all of them. Um, even Groot, which he says three words, but just by rocket translating, you not only get the answer you're seeking from Groot, but you get this look into rocket and Groot's life themselves, their relationship. There's a lot that goes into it. Drax has a just somber storyline that you get to follow along with and Gamora is a really reserved uh, soul just to start. But the more you play and the trials and tribulations that the team goes through, you see evolution unfold before you. And it's, I, I can't say it any other way but incredible because I felt like I was growing as a part of the team, as a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they might have had the title before that. Uh, before the ending of the game of Guardians of the Galaxy, but you get to watch it unfold. You get to truly see them step into each specific role, and they all have things that they have to overcome. And it's just Peter himself. He's keeping them together, or at least he's trying. And then you have the other story of he potentially has a daughter, and you're getting to see him struggle with trying to be a dad, but ultimately like the more that the story progresses he genuinely loves and cares for nikki 
And in the end, spoiler alert, you, I'm glossing over a lot, but essentially Nikki has to overcome this harrowing sense of grief for her mom, who is most certainly gone. And I don't get emotional during video games. I just don't, or, or movies for that matter. I don't know why, I just never have. But this one hit me on another level because I got to see a child come to terms with loss, which speaks to me for very obvious reasons. And it was both hard to watch and almost like serene at the same time because you see her overcome something that sometimes not a lot of people can. And it was beautiful in the moment, but ultimately the game just sent me through a roller coaster of emotions. And that's not even touching on the combat, which I thought was a lot of fun. I thought Peter was a little underpowered in the beginning, but the, but the more you flesh out the combat trees or not trees, but uh, abilities and you start to adapt with the other guardians and they're unlocking their abilities I was never sad that I couldn't play as Drax or Gamora, Rocket, or Groot. I, I, I liked that they were more companions. And in the combat, I liked that I could give them orders and they would do what I wanted them to. Like in the moment, that's all the control I needed. I thought it was incredible um, every step of the way. I had such a great time with it. I did not expect for it to take my game of the year, but it landed itself in my favorite games of all time. I just... I thought it was amazing. Damn. Hell yeah. Yep. I, I echo everything you say uh, said about it. I, I think the game is in, is fun to play. I, I think that the uh, the minute-to-minute gameplay um, feels like it's not doing anything new. It, it feels like, you know, an Uncharted game or um, really almost any... Uh, third-person action-adventure game that we've played in probably the last 10 years or so. Um, But I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing uh, either. Really, I think what sets this game apart is I think that the the writing really is emotionally resonant. It is a game that speaks... Well, I mean, I can't say speak for everybody here, but I think it it does speak to all of us in, in some way, shape, or form. Um. Yeah, uh, I. It's a great game. Uh, I'm. I'm glad that it did make it as far as it did. Uh, probably wouldn't have been my pick for number two, but uh, I mean, I'm. I'm glad that it made it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, high, high up in this list because it is a really exceptional game with a really great story. And I forgot to mention him, but Mantis was fucking both awesome and hilarious throughout the whole thing. Loved her. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Mantis is great. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that leaves it for us, uh, for the game of the year stuff. So, um, I'm just going to read through these real quick <clears throat> to get our final rankings. So we have at number 34, 12 minutes. Number 33, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Number 32, The Medium. Number 31, The Wild at Heart. Number 30, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number 29 is Biomutant. Number 28 is Trigger Witch. 
Number 27, Splitgate. 26 is Scarlet Nexus. 25, Pokemon Unite. 24, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. 23 is Persona 5 Strikers. Number 22 is Life is Strange True Colors. 21 is Mario Party Superstars. Number 20 is Psychonauts 2. Number 19, Solar Ash. Number 18, Narita Boy. 17 is Bravely Default 2. 16 is Genesis Noir. 15 is Adios. 14, Riders Republic. 13, Unmetal. 12, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. Uh, 11 is Deathloop. Number 10 is Death's Door. Number 9, Ender Lilies, Quietest of Nights. Number 8 is Sable. Number 7, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond uh, or Shining Pearl. Number 6, Halo Infinite. Number 5, Hitman 3. Number 4, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Number 3, Resident Evil Village. Number 2, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 1, Forza Horizon 5. Um, <clears throat> now... This is something that uh, we wanted to get to last week, but we didn't, uh, you know, think it through. So now we get to crown our first ever king slash queen of the podcast. So we're going to take a look at last year's predictions and deliver points based on who said what to determine our winner. So the predictions were as follows. Hideo Kojima's new game will be announced. We all said yes. It did not happen. We all get zero <laughs> points. <laughs> That's okay. Or, yeah, it's okay. Um, all right. Next up, we had Microsoft announces another new from the ground up studio. So something similar to what they were doing with, um, uh, I think it's the initiative. We all answered no. That was correct. We all get one point. Next up, Final Fantasy 16 gets a release date. <laughs> we all said yes. That did not happen. <laughs> uh, although, I will say this. It did just get uh, announced on Twitter that they're going to be talking more about the game in March. So... Maybe that's where it'll happen. Real quick, did you say we all did or did not get it? Uh, we all did not get it. We all said no. Uh, wait, we all said yes that it would happen, and it did not happen. So, do we change these to zeros? Uh, yeah. Okay, we can do that. I was just keeping a running total. Oh, down. I see. Mm. But we can we can do it like this. All right. Breath of the Wild 2 will be announced for 2022. So Austin said yes. Me and Dylan both said no. And uh, we, to be fair, we, we said that it was 2021 is when it would be coming out. So Breath of the Wild 2 was not announced for 2022. We still do not have a release date for it. So technically... Austin got it wrong. It was announced for 2022, though. No, it wasn't. It has a release window of 2022. But uh, there's... Does it? I didn't think yes. it had... Hang on. But that's not... A, I mean, okay. Uh, 
aim to be released for, in 2022 for the Switch. Is that fine? Because uh, all I said was announced for 2022. And when they announced that big, uh, when they did that big reveal for Age of Calamity at the end of that presents is where they said that it would have a release. They're shooting for a release window of 2022 were their exact words. Yeah, but did they actually say it's releasing in 2022? No, it said shooting for release window in 2022. Okay, so that's that's where I was. Okay, was taking it. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, now we can we can squabble over this if we want to. No, I mean I'm fine with that. Okay, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. So in that case. Austin got no points. Dylan and I both got one point, even though we were wrong about the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, we had a 3D Zelda trilogy will release on the Switch. Austin, did not happen. Austin said yes. Dylan and I both said no. That did not happen. That's okay. It's happening this year. I know it. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up. A new updated, possibly 4K Switch model will be announced. We all said yes. We were all technically correct, although it was not 4K. Kind of right. Yeah, even though it wasn't 4K, a new updated uh, or quote unquote updated model was announced and released. All right. So next up, uh, Bloodborne gets introduced to the PC. All of us said yes. All of us were wrong. <laughs> uh, still holding out hope, aren't you, Dylan? Yes, I am. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. So next up, we had the Pokemon Sinnoh remakes would be announced. Dylan and Austin both said yes. I said no. They were correct. I was not. All right. Elden Ring will not come out in 2021. Dylan and Austin both said yes, that this was true. I said no. I thought it was coming out this year. I was once again wrong. <laughs> All right. So leading into our bonus, the totals were, let's see, uh, two... Three, four, four points for me, and then Dylan ha or Austin had one, two, three, four, four points for Austin, and Dylan had one, two, three, four, five, six. Dylan had six points. All right. So we were, or sorry, I just need to do this. All right. So our three-point bonus or five-point bonus, if or negative five, if we got the answer wrong, we will unanimous, unanimously agree on our game of the year for 2021. Dylan and I both said yes, and Austin said no. So my question to you fellas is this. Did we unanimously agree or not? Mm. I mean, that was a pretty unanimous yes to Forza. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. So we so we we think yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with you. Okay. All right. Next year it won't be as nebulous because <laughs> I actually put something that uh, we we would complete the challenge. That's what it was. So. Oh. All right. Uh. So yeah. That. With that said, that means that Dylan gets a three point bonus, making his total nine. I get a three-point bonus, making my total seven. And Austin gets negative five, making his total negative. <laughs> Jeez. Dylan, you are the king slash queen of the podcast. How does it feel? It feels great, man. One year down, next one to go. <laughs> Please don't uh, hit us with too many terrible rules. Uh, all right. Last thing before we wrap up with a Patreon's shout out, we had the challenge uh, that was introduced to us last week to undertake um, in our Lord's year of 2022. Um, Dylan threw a wrinkle into the challenge by giving us veto power on one game of our choosing, but on someone else's list. So we took the, I guess, technically two weeks to sit down and ponder, and we've all come up with which title we're going to change. Uh, so we're going to remind the listeners of the challenge and what our picks were for set challenge. So the challenge was that we needed to complete 10 different games, or, or sorry, 10 games in 10 different genres. Did not matter that we had um, played them before or anything like that, so long as we started them once the challenge started, which was at, I guess, the end of last podcast, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. All the way up to next podcast. So, uh, yeah. Austin's picks were for uh, FPS, 3D platformer, 2D platformer, roguelike, tactical RPG, racing, action RPG, JRPG, dungeon crawler, and puzzle uh, and his games were Halo Infinite, Rise and Clank Remake, Sonic Mania, Hades, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Forza Horizon 5, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dragon Quest XI, Pokemon Rescue Team Remake, and Catherine. I had the veto power on Austin, and I vetoed his RPG, or sorry, JRPG. So he's no longer playing Dragon Quest XI. He is playing Lunar 2 Eternal Blue for the PS1. Uh, I'm actually stoked to play that. I, I can't wait to hear I'm what you have to say. I'm stoked as fuck to get to it. I'm probably just going to emulate it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Uh, next up, I had FPS, Action RPG, Action Adventure, Survival Horror, JRPG, MMO, Platformer, Metroidvania, Visual Novel slash Adventure, and Open World RPG. My games were Stalker 2, Elden Ring, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, the Callisto Protocol, which may change if that doesn't actually come out this year. Uh, Triangle Strategy, Final Fantasy XIV, White Shadows, Metroid Dread, Danganronpa V3, and Starfield. Dylan had a veto power over me, and he chose to change my Metroidvania from Metroid Dread to Hollow Knight. Boom. Boom. Uh, I actually started today and beat the first boss. Yeah, I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually, I've already gotten started on two of my games. Yep. I always need to catch up. Oh, you I'm don't even know. <laughs> I started four. Uh, 
finally, we got Dylan, who had social sim, racing, platformer, adventure, survival, fighting, FPS, roguelike, action adventure, and Metroidvania. His games were Stardew Valley, Crash Team Racing, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, The Walking Dead Definitive Edition, uh, Minecraft, Mortal Kombat 11, Halo Infinite, Returnal, The Last of Us Part 2, and Ori and the Will-O-The-Wisp. Uh, Austin, with his veto power, took away Mortal Kombat 11 and instead put... Uh, is it just called Shinobi Strikers or is it Naruto? Uh, Shinobi? Naruto Shinobi Strikers. Okay. So, yeah. And that's where we're at. Um, we also uh, sat down and thought on a community challenge uh, that Dylan laid out for us. And initially, the idea was to do just sort of a straw poll for members of the Discord, and we would vote on, um, or they would vote on a game to see which, basically a game that all three of us would be forced to play, beat, and talk about. However, I have something in mind that I think will be, uh, will add actually a little bit more engagement uh, to the community. And uh, in doing so, I have created a tournament. And this tournament will be sort of similar to um, the the poll. I'll be posting polls on Instagram. uh, And I'll be doing this. There are, let's see. There are 31 days in January. And there are 32 games here. So it'll be roughly once a day there will be a poll. And basically that poll will determine um, who wins or who gets to our, uh, our number one. Um, it, ugh, God, I'm fumbling my words. Basically it'll get to the point where the game that is picked by the community uh, will end up being the game that we all play. But there is one added twist that I wanted to throw in. Man, you guys love adding twists. <laughs> <laughs> so the twist that I want to add in is that no, not only will we have to play this game, but the community will have to play the game as well. Ooh. So you guys think about that. All right. Think about what you're doing when you're voting on these titles. <laughs> yeah. And actually think... Let's, let's not get some boyfriend dungeon three shit going on, right? Whoever votes Elden Ring, I'm banning. No, that's absolutely <laughs> I have the ability to do that, and I'm gonna fucking do it. What needs to happen? Because I will not play that. He should. Nope. He should. He should. Uh, finally, uh, I said it at the top of the show. Um, I I apologize for for falling behind and and just not thinking about this until it was too late um but the patrons they are basically family to us at this point uh they are in the discord literally every day chatting about something they are incredible friends um they're the the reason that we do this uh and they're the reason that we can continue to do this honestly um I, again, I, I apologize for not having my my thing all thrown together, uh, but here we are, and I want to thank 
each and every one of you very, very, like, from the bottom of my heart and sincerely uh, for giving us your time and your money. Um, because there isn't a lot of either of those things going around anymore. Um, yeah. So thank you to Bren Woodham, uh, Sean O'Keefe Jr., Lisa Long, Blake Graham, Jeffrey Scissortoe, Shereen Khan, Justin Ruiz, and Tani Saltman. Uh, you guys fucking rock. You are the butter to our bread. Um, I can't thank you enough. So. Uh, I think that's it. I think that is the end of our show. For to get out of here. Yeah, for 2021. Yep. That's another year, boys. Another yep. year. We did this shit for another year. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, we will be back next week. And until then, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>